This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover one piece my hero black clover dr stone Marshall, and jujutsu kaisen week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 47 i'm your host Igudu nox and i'm melo yanis and as always before we get started we would ask that you take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as twitter online communities like discord audio listening platforms, whichever you prefer, we're on all of them, as well as links to support the podcast through our Patreon or our online shop. Also, while you're down there, like the video and subscribe to the channel where you'll get more fire-ass weekly content. Yes. Also, there's timestamps to navigate through the video convenient, conveniently allowing you to avoid spoilers if you're not caught up on all the series we cover. So yes. yeah, with all those words said, chapter <laughs> 163 of Jujutsu Kaisen, Tokyo Number One Colony, Part Three, oh. and uh, we start with these with these high school kids. The beginning of this kind of threw me. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is this? It almost looked like a totally different manga. Uh, like, wait, how did we get here? Where are we at? <laughs> right, but these high school kids like bullying, almost seemingly seemingly like they're not even in this calling game zone right now. You know, oh, they're, they're definitely kinda, not. Yeah, this know, is like, a super flashback. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just threw me yeah. off. Like, why are these dudes just casually, like, standing around, like, <laughs> bullying somebody as if as if it's not a murderous yeah. killing going on all around mm-hmm. them? Yeah. I totally see what you're saying because they, they don't use the black gutters. You know what I mean? Like, they usually do whenever they're showing you a flashback. Like, usually you just get, like, the black in-between panel space. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, like, mm-hmm. let you know that this is taking place you know in the past you know what i mean so like yeah i could totally see how that would throw you off at first right yeah i i did like it it, but i agree with you in that point where it's like almost a different genre because it really is it's just like high school life genre and then like yuji shows up and he just like he looks like a horror movie character in that entrance where he's just like what about you just the kubrick stare just like hey man you want to die? Yeah, he looks like a menace on on page three. Yeah, he's like no, knocking and off, and, yeah. and they're like they like look at him, and he's just like in the background, like no detail. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. When he looks up at him at like page six, I was just like, dude, like yeah. that's middle school UG. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't on no old. games. He does not play that even back then. <laughs> I mean. We were talking about how Yuji has been, like, seemingly colder mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, that his, like, you know, bubbly persona has kind of, like, uh, been worn down. Sure. I was wondering if this might actually be another, like, similarity to Hunter x Hunter, where it's, like, the Gone thing, right? Like, everyone's like, oh, Gone's such a cute kid. But then, like, 
Guys, the signs have been there for a long time that he's just been a cold-blooded killer yeah. the entire time. For sure. Like, yeah. just a scary kid with good social training, and that's it. Yeah. I think right. that this is just... I feel like Yuji is still, like, the same character, like, mm -hmm. you know, that we met in Chapter 1, according to this flashback, and it's just inside of an area mm -hmm. that he does not fuck around in. Like, bullying people and, like, taking advantage of people weaker than you is just not yeah. something that Yuji, you oh, know, powerless. is cool with. But then, like, literally any like anywhere else, you'll probably get, you know, the same dumb, you know, jovial Him Yuji. goofing off, yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, like, kids are ruthless at, like, yeah. at a young age. They're just, like, I haven't learned, like, boundaries and, like, how much harm I'm actually inflicting. So, like, right. yeah. some of those kids can be really cold. That's a big one, um, too. What do you think about Reggie? We finally got his name. <laughs> Reggie, yes. Oh, Reggie. man. <laughs> Broy name. Yeah, I think he. I think he's gonna end up not being too strong. I don't know. He looks so soft to me. <laughs> I know. He came out in the, it, in the receipt dress. Yeah, he came out it, with the Doflamingo receipt. The Doflamingo receipt. You know, <laughs> feather cowl. It reminds me of like those Japanese like grass capes they see in like samurai movies. Yeah, where it's like the full body grass capes, but it's oh, just receipt yeah. paper, and I'm like, what? What, like, pseudo-Mad Max kind of shit is I think that? he'll have a technique that, um... I think he'll have a technique that, like, doesn't really require you to be all that strong of an individual. You know what I mean? I think it'll be a technique mm -hmm. that, like, heavily relies on itself rather than the caster, you know, being someone who can just be good with any technique. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I feel like we see a lot of the latter inside of Jujutsu Kaisen where like people have really strong techniques, but they're also just that capable of an individual that yeah. like, even if they're at a disadvantage, they'll find a way to make it work. You know what I mean? Whereas this dude is like, if my technique doesn't work, you got me. <laughs> it's kind of the yeah. vibe that, that I'm getting from him. I, so yeah. It made me think he might have like abilities similar to like Basil Hawkins from one piece where oh, sure. he's like, I, I have a debt on you. And that's represented in, in these receipts. So if you damage me and damage the receipts, you'll damage the person, not me. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, once you like get yeah, through, yeah, get through the technique, you know what I mean? And then you pretty much win is kind of like how I'm looking at it, which makes me think that it's technically, yeah, like you were saying, is just going to be like wildly complicated and hard to deal with on the fly. You know what I mean? With like mm -hmm. no prep and like no knowledge of it. So that could be, you know, a an obstacle like for, for Megumi. He's also yeah. going to smoke everybody. Like, I'm just like, I feel like he's just going to go to town and destroy them in a very brutal fashion. He's just like, yeah. he's like, he's like, I told you not to mess with me. And you immediately messed with me. Yeah. So you going down. So is he, I don't care how many more people you bring it. You're all going down. I can bring a zoo. Yeah. You don't understand. <laughs> I think that's yeah, what we I all think want. it's a one V one. I can make it a 12 V two. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. You can make it a, 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 a hundred and fifty versus two with the fucking bunnies and shit. Yeah, uh, that's like yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't, have we. I don't think we've seen rabbit escape bunnies used as like you know offensive like not. that. But um, no. I don't know, man. That'd I think how would you do that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's very calm here. Like just pulls out the wolf. Like we're wasting time. Right. Yeah. And let's get to I don't it. Know, every every time the wolf gets pulled out, I just get so sad that we saw the white one get killed. I you know, know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. the twin wolf earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shiro. Yeah. That was sad. Yeah. Um. Was I do like. I like how Remy's just like, I'm warning you, Reggie's tough. He's like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I know we all want Megumi to just like wash 
Reggie and and Remy and and he definitely should be able to you know what I mean like he looks very confident mm -hmm. here I think the chapter is trying to imply that this is going to be like a okay you crossed me it's time for you all to die I'm ready to rack up points you guys just gave me everything I needed to just slaughter you mercilessly but mm -hmm. like I'm still hung up on the whole name condition thing you know what I mean like yeah. I think I think that this is something that Megumi should just entirely be able to low diff but then he just fucks up and goes, Remy, you fucking betrayed me and I'm about to fuck your shit up. And then she goes, did you just call me Remy? Oh, brother. <laughs> it's over. You know what I mean? And then now that's yeah. just, it's just that much harder because he played into it, you know, accidentally or yeah. something like that. I, I can see like that happening. He might take like a lasting wound because he underestimated them in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Or something, you know what I mean? Just, just something that, something that like he wasn't considering you know that just makes it way harder than he was anticipating you know what i mean so i don't maybe maybe reggie's technique is like not even a problem for him but he just fucked up and accidentally fell into remy's trap so now it's that yeah. much higher difficulty because of that or something you know what i mean yeah. they just they just got him you know in a stars aligned kind of situation where just mm -hmm. everything fell into place for them so, i mean i think i mean i don't it, Sorry, Eagle. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say if if anybody's got like traps lane, like it's it's this Reggie guy, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the vibe he gave off is somebody who's very meticulous. Yeah. You know, very like very a lot of has things planned out very far ahead. You know, he's got, you know, possibly a lot of people in debt or whatever, or keeps track of his own debts and fucking purchases and shit. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's probably got some traps laid throughout this building. As this fight goes down, we're going to see him, like, trying to lead Megumi to certain places to kind of activate certain traps and shit on him. Yeah. Yeah, I could see him being, like, a trapster, you know, little trickster, little lure you into this area, let these things kind of fuck you up kind of thing, like, while I stand just outside the perimeter, like, ah, ah, ah. You know, he just seems so soft to me. Like, I can't imagine him as a fighter or, you know, or anything like that. At least not is yet. It, we'll see. Is it because his hair doesn't match his goatee? I don't know. Maybe. Is it the mismatch <laughs> thing? It's like, ah, oh, yes, I'm a poorly dyed gentleman. A dandy, if you will. A fop. Yeah, it's it's just a combination of, like, everything, everything we've seen from him so far. I don't know. Like it's, Reggie. Yeah, it's just intuition. Yeah, and his name's Reggie. <laughs> Reggie, Remy, like, she seems like more of the main character than yeah. him. Yeah. Have you guys uh, have you have you guys seen Squid Game yet? I've watched. I've the seen a little episodes. bit. You watched what? The first two episodes. First two episodes. Okay, so you saw the scene where Sung Woo was like in the bathtub before they went back to the game, just like drinking Heineken's in a suit in a bathtub. Really, that's the reference there. Maybe I think so because well I don't know you know what I mean like it's definitely possible I think it that's could be a game. lot of things I don't oh, know I yeah, mean, yeah 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 they released yeah. from the game because they, they vote and like yeah before yeah. they go back yeah yeah before they go back everyone's just like man what did I come back to and it just shows them living their shitty ass lives before they make the decision to go back to the game and like right. Sung Woo is just like literally in a bathtub in this exact same position wearing a very similar suit right so I don't know. It, it might not be a Squid Game reference, but, like, Gege is, like, really big into, like, movies and, like, film and shit. And, and, re and he references current. them, like, constantly. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I you never know. I thought it had a couple movie references. Like, I thought Higuruma kind of looks like Quentin Tarantino-type character oh, in, wow. like, Reservoir Dogs. Like, he's yeah. dressed 
black suit. He's got that very particular nose line, like like a Quentin Tarantino reference. Um, I also was thinking of like Inception. Yeah. Like when they go through the bathtubs to like wake up from the dream kind of thing or go deeper into the dream. Yeah. They submerge themselves and like yeah. the way he's acting yeah. seems almost like he's following like dream logic. He's like, oh no, I don't want any of this to end. I just want to see, I want to see this. I want to see that. I want to, it's like, I was like, I want to reference movie characters. Like if you talk to me, you have to pay money. <laughs> oh, you know, shit. he's just the way he's like interacting with things like emotionally. It's just very like, um, like he doesn't view it as completely real. Right. It could be a reference to a lot of, you know, like it, it, Squid Game is definitely not the first time we've gotten a scene of someone fully clothed in a bathtub, like looking right. depressed, you know what I mean? But just the recency of Squid Game, the fact that Sung Woo's character specifically, as well as just like the overall theme of Squid Game is just moral ambiguity and like what regular people would do mm -hmm. in that kind of situation against all social you know normity of like what people say they would do versus what they would actually do in a situation like that so since higuruma seems to kind of be a character that's also carrying a similar theme like like gege has to be a fan of squid game you know to me just because of the kind of storyteller that they are you know inside mm -hmm. of jujutsu kaisen you know what i mean like they play with the similar themes inside similar of this themes, series yeah. as they do inside of squid game and it's just like such a blockbuster of a series that is taking the world by storm literally right now so i could totally see it being a reference to that just because of recency but mm -hmm. like it could literally be anything you know what i mean like the quentin tarantino stuff sounds really good too that old guy killed me though when he came walking out like in the in the red light green light scene and everybody's like petrified after the first few people get fucking yacked on yeah Spo okay spoiler alert i should say oh spoiler sure alert. <laughs> first episode of squid games <laughs> fucking um that everybody's like petrified and the old guy's just like yeah walking out i wish i knew the fucking like korean like words for for red light green light because it's so catchy it's like da, da, de, da, or something yeah, i don't even know right? how to do it but like it reminded me of like hakuware fucking pot yeah. clean from hunter yeah. hunter like chicken this <laughs> yeah stripe shit you know what i mean but yeah no that scene was hilarious um, Fuck yeah. I'm excited for Higuruma versus Toji. I don't think it'll be as much of a fight as Toji. as as we're Toji. expecting. Or I'm sorry, um Yuji. Yeah, did I say Toji? Mm -hmm. I meant Yuji. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think it'll be the kind of fight that a lot of people are expecting. Like I think they clash for sure, but Higuruma as a character just seems to be, like I was saying a little bit earlier, focused around, you know, themes of moral ambiguity and one's experiences, yeah. you know straying them from their original more altruistic path you know what i mean which makes a for a great clash against yuji mm -hmm. who also represents something similar inside of his own character journey so it could be a dialogue heavy showdown which will um, do wonders for yuji's character in my opinion it's just a beautiful opportunity for like a clash of philosophy and outlooks mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah right. I, I always love characters with an outlook like higuruma's where yeah He's like a vigilante justice kind of guy where through the conversation we learn, you know, Yuji's like, oh, can, can we use your 100 points to make a new rule that's going to help end the game? And he's like, fuck no. Like, this game, I can make rules in this game where people will get punished for doing, like, degenerate shit, you know, yeah. along the lines of, like, the law or whatever. Right. And uh, Self-automated law keeping. 
Yeah. yeah. Why would we not take advantage of that? So, yeah. I don't know. And his ability seems like almost like less combat oriented, like you said. Yeah. And more so like it might judge you based on either the type of person you are or like the things you've done, you know? Oh, sure. Oh, it might be um, imposed, imposing of rules. Imposed, imposing of rules or either like physical, you know, loss or, you know, maybe mental loss. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Based on yeah. your actions, what you've done, the type yeah. of person you are. That'd be cool to see. I love, I love the, the conversation around like Higuruma, you know, and his, and his technique and what, what its potential is. Cause it's like Higuruma sees, you know, after, through his experience with the law, he sees the courtroom as kind of like a very flawed system. Like, like the court system <clears> is <throat> almost kind of like the judiciary is almost like trash. You know what I mean? Like after what he's mm-hmm. been through, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. I read about it all the time in like Daredevil and whatnot, where Daredevil's like, mm-hmm. "Yo, like I defended the shit out of this dude," but the court of law isn't really a place that does what it's advertised. You know, like you 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 think you're gonna get to the bottom of something, you think you're gonna find the truth in a situation, and then judge the person, you know, and bring them to justice. It, but like courtroom sessions inside of all of the fucking like you know lawyer fiction that I've read so far always ends up telling to me that it's more so like a me versus you kind of thing it's just the the prosecutor and the defendant trying their best to beat each other rather than actually trying to get to the bottom of the of the the law that was broken you know the murder or the sexual assault or whatever it is like you're not actually trying to find out who did it you just want to make sure that you defend your client better than the prosecutor prosecutor can prosecute them and vice versa you know what i mean so since right. the since that flaw is kind of being spoken about here to a certain degree inside of Higuruma's initial characterization and just remembering all of the Daredevil that I've read, I think it's really cool that Higuruma looks to cursed energy like this is an entirely new rule system I've been introduced to where, you know, it doesn't really fucking matter about who argued what better. If you break its rules, you're punished for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he views like, it as elegant. I'm yeah, I'm trying to see like what this higher power that imposes these rules thinks about the rules being breaking and broken and what they do to the people that break them. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to see that shit. I want the calling game to keep going because like I want to see, you know, I want if the my rules to evolve. I want to see it, you know, like yeah, if my thoughts, you know, on cursed energy law versus courtroom law, I just think that that's an incredible dynamic. I kind of disagree i think it will like bring to a head to violence sure. um mostly because of the bathtub like i haven't been like super on to like like current media and so like i've avoided most of squid game except for like parts that have been spoiled to me and stuff because i'm just like oh, i'll watch it in like a year when i forget everything right um, <laughs> right but there is um there is a french revolutionary called jean paul marat Mm. Um, he had like a skin infection so he was always in a bathtub and there was a painting called The Death of Marat um, that where he's dead in a bathtub and he was slain um, the guy talked about like the law, it's new place like is there a place for law in the new world, this is like pre reign of terror French revolutionary France where they're just like what is the law it's super flawed maybe we need to reimagine what the rule of law is within our society and then 
He gets assassinated by a person named Charlotte Corday, and when they were tried and executed, they refused to run from, like, the scene of the crime. And when they were asked, like, why they did it, they're like, I killed one man to save thousands. And part of me is thinking, of, like, that's kind of what Yuji's deal was, right? Like, yeah. he wants to save people, he do, he need, but he knows he needs to fulfill these functions. And so he's going to do what needs to be done to save the people in the culling game at large. Hmm. Plus, like, it, that's a theme that's already been touched on with, like, Satoru, the ceiling of Satoru Gojo, right? right? Like, they're just like, we can throw as many people innocents in the way to, like, slow him down. And he has to do a cost analysis of, like, when do I just start killing everybody? Yeah. Because right. that's the optimal choice. That's something like, that I love about Jujutsu Kaisen is that, like, shonen storytelling historically is just showing, like, a lot more altruism inside of its... Uh you know, main cast, you know what I mean? Especially like the most prominent figures, but Jujutsu Kaisen leans heavily into utilitarianism and bringing its main characters to a point to where they can make those hard decisions, you know what I mean? Because they have to. And then they, they give you prime mm -hmm. examples of that inside of Gojo's outlook as he is the strongest one there is dealing with the biggest threat that the world had probably seen for who knows how long inside of the Shibuya incident, this is how Gojo operates when his back's against the wall. He can sacrifice people for the greater good. So, like, if Gojo's doing it, then, like, the trickle-down effect says, like, everyone is going to have to adopt utilitarianism if they want to survive here. You know, and mm -hmm. Yuji is, like, the prime vehicle for that because he has the most verbalized issues with hurting people out of mm -hmm, pretty much yeah. anybody else, you know what I mean? So, And that's totally, kind of totally why I thought they would go to, like... Uh, go to blows and like draw blood where he's mm -hmm. just like hey man you want the game to keep going and i don't want that so if you won't help me i'll just take your points like yeah and take your life like he says um we'll make you use your points that kind of thing and part of me is just like i know that like emotionally he's like probably not accepting that he has to kill it like he's doing that little bit of deferral yeah of like the transit like transposing that kind of responsibility especially since he was talking to megumi and he's just like hey man like hopefully we can talk it out with like modern sorcerers because he was relieved right he's like oh a modern guy you're making like modern references thank god i can like reason with you we don't yeah. have to fight he yeah. really doesn't have, want to but like megumi's just like well we're situations fucked let's go let's yeah let's clean clocks i'm not afraid to get my hundred points if <laughs> i need to yeah and Yuji's no, like... he doesn't say he's going to get points. He's like, I'm just going to take you out. And he's like, I know I'm going to get points. Well, Megumi, a little bit earlier in the arc, when he first encountered Remy, he was like, don't fuck with me, bitch, because I don't got a problem racking up my fucking points or whatever. I think maybe he even mm -hmm. says it to himself, or maybe he threatens her with yeah, that. I think it he was does, maybe an internal yeah. Like, I don't have a problem like Yuji does with yeah. just getting points. Yeah, it was shit. something He like does that. say, he's like, I'm not soft like him, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, shit like that, yeah. So that's why I think that, like, they're going to fight to the death, and Yuji's going to have to, sure. and that's going to hurt him more, I think, than, like, what can physically happen. Yeah, because this would be the first human, you know, He's like, I don't that want he to would, kill. yeah, this would be the first human sorcerer mm -hmm. that he would have to kill one-on-one -on -one that's not, you know, a Choso, yeah. you know, like, I'm pretty sure he thought, like, oh, I should kill Choso, or I gotta kill Choso at some point. You know I mean? he, curse, he was, you know? Yeah, he was, like, a death painting anyway, you know, and then you have Mahito, and then his, like, uh -huh. you know, transmogrified humans that he would throw at him, he's like, well, they're past the point of saving, so they're like, dead anyway, gotta yeah. kill them, that was, like, one of his first hurdles, you know what I mean, and then, like, but mm -hmm. now, this is, like, 
a new situation for you a regular degular human yeah that has gone mad with power and he's just like and but that's the thing i definitely think that like this arc is going to be more about um the quality of yuji's soul like this is a fight for his soul really like that's his arc of like can he maintain himself while becoming the sorcerer that he needs to be based on the circumstances that he finds himself in yeah Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful journey man i feel like yuji's gets a lot of hate you know what i mean for being like bland or like boring or whatever in comparison to like other more bombastic or flamboyant like main characters okay yeah i get that but yeah but Um, i mean at the same time it's like the subtle character growth is like the between the lines shit is like i'm eating that up you know what i mean yep yeah um i don't know if we've uh if we highlighted the dialogue from higuruma on page 17 though it's just it's really really striking where he says that sometimes the law is powerless but what about the culling game rules if the power i have received is real then so are the rules what if rule breakers got punished according to natural law without any charges prosecutions or trials wouldn't that be wonderful i recognize the rules aren't perfect but i want to preserve the culling game's basic mechanics so i don't want it to end so soon right I loved that it. It was just fire. It was so good. It was so it says well a lot written. About his character. It says a lot about his character. It like paints, you know, his outlook in a very poetic and concise yeah. way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's like, look, man, court of law failed because it's just like, you know, two chads going at it instead of us trying to find the truth of the situation. But like, cursed energy doesn't really care about that. You know, <laughs> like you yeah. either do what you're supposed to or you don't and if you don't then mm-hmm. it it fucks you up fucking punished, yeah. yeah you know what i mean so like this is a way better system than what i just came from you know what i mean like we're actually getting to the bottom of shit here like truths are revealed falsehoods are removed you know what i mean like that's what the court of law was always meant to do but it gets skewed over so much time from like human error and emotion and you know a, a multitude of, of different factors you know what i mean but cursed energy doesn't have to deal with that it's a really cool, you know, theme for his character and outlook for his character. And it just fits right in Jujutsu Kaisen as far as characterizations go and and goals and motivations and shit like that. Yeah. I think the interesting thing for me for Ikiruma is that while he, like, espouses this love of law and justice and that, like, his curse technique even has is blind, like, justice. Um, Ooh. He, the last line he has for this chapter is just like as much as he loves Jesse, he's like hey man you ever just murdered someone that ticked you off it feels surprisingly good where he's yeah. just like hey wasn't that against the law <laughs> how much do you really like the law <laughs> dude I bet you his fucking curse technique is called nemesis ooh yeah that was a really good one that um, would be I fire was, I was wondering if it was gonna be sort of like verdict past yeah. or like um like or like kind of like an imposing a like a like a counter punishment mm. you know mm. like as a, a punishment as a counter attack so he's like every time you strike me you take 10 lashes worth of cursed energy oh wow because there's like oh you know like you get punishments based off like you know things like 10 lashes was yeah. a pretty classic punishment so i was wondering i was like man 
Like, I, I didn't even think about it until you like mentioned that it, you know justice is blind and then i look at like the nen beast behind him or the, the stand or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it and it's got his fucking eyes sewn shut so it instantly reminded me of the greek god nemesis in that way but there's no scales oh. there it, yeah there's like no scales there's there a, there's a little one there's a little scale the, uh, base the, oh, the base oh. of their legs oh, like yeah, they yeah. float out of a scale yeah yeah no it is there okay yeah and so also we could just not be seeing the entire technique. You know what I mean? Like this is just a, mm -hmm. a, a stand or an beast, whatever you want to call it. It's not probably not the full representation of this dude's capabilities. You know what I Does mean? Does so like shape he, grow something. as he adds things? Yeah, yeah. Like, like when he finally starts to turn up, we probably get like hella scale shit. Dude, I bet you this shit is called Nemesis, bro. That would be a perfect name for it. What if it like, I don't know. I mean, he seems in line with the law and like, I don't think the technique is going to straight up, like, kill you or, like, physically damage you. I don't know. I think it maybe just... What if it gives you a sentence based off, you know, the actual law and then just robs you of that amount of your life? For, like... Oh, based on, like, what the law would cost you in jail time? Be, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. What if it oh. does, um... What if it does a thing where it's, like, every time you strike me, you are sentenced to, like... A week in jail so if he doesn't kick, knock him out within like a couple moves he's like yeah i'm gonna spend a month in like a little pocket dimension and just wait my time out in a stupid box until like i'm released or something like oh that. my god wait so he punches him yuji punches him or something and he's like that's assault yeah. second degree you know what i'm saying like boom here's your sentence and then something mm -hmm. happens or then he like asks him a question or something and he like lies and he's like perjury you know, <laughs> X amount of, of, of sentence or whatever. You know what I mean? He just starts breaking. Attempted regular, murder. With, yeah. With attempted murder with intent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, like, you, he just starts going down the line of, like, recognizable offenses to anybody that would read it. Like, people yeah. that have either experienced, you know, these sentences to some degree in their lives. Or you would just know from watching, like, CSI or any kind of, like, mm -hmm. law drama. You know what I mean? Like... And just starts going down the list of recognizable offenses that Yuji is breaking in the choreography. I think that would be yeah. Dope. I think that would be super. I sick. wonder if with like the scales, because the thing literally is like floating I off a scale. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's insane. Um, I was wondering if it like yeah. he get takes attacks, the scale gets heavier, and then he can like do damage, enhanced damage in return. It's like, hey, for the these crimes that we have tallied up, you are gonna suffer pain by blah blah yeah. blah that kind of thing this is such a cool also, thing to think about because like everybody's got some kind of experience with like law like courtroom yeah. like law like you know what i mean like everybody detention it's relatable you know like like to a lot of people like you, you can think of a lot of possibilities for how this dude will operate just based off of just I don't know, just regular life shit. Like most people have a decent understanding about this kind of character and like what they represent. Like we've seen Igarumas all over fiction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I just feel like they're like based off the beginning of the chapter where they're like, Rinamai is like, no idiot, not like that, like this. You can't act like this. You have to act like this. 
And then when Yuji's walking away, it's like, oh, I wish I'd said something. I need to say something. Yeah. So I feel like that's just a little foreshadowing for like you have to behave in a specific way. Oh. Or you're going to get punished. Right. And just based on their interactions so far, you can tell that Yuji's the kind of person that Higuruma's technique is just going to walk all Work over. on. Yeah. 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 And I, I just was, feel like that's his thing. I was looking at it like similarly, like when he was like, hey, man, like, I'm sorry that I just sent you to Higuruma. Like, he's got to know that Higuruma's technique is wildly broken in some capacity, whether it's, mm -hmm. be whether it's because it's just broken in general overall, no matter who runs into him, or if it's based on Chitabu his perception his of Yuji just being a bad matchup for it, you know, like whatever like Rin Amai is like I really don't want to send you in there so like this has to be a pretty high diff exchange for Yuji maybe right. even extreme diff just off of that kind of foreshadowing especially because he's like because Haba bullied him around and he knows he watched Higuruma beat the crap out of the helicopter guy mm -hmm. so he's yeah. like yeah I know he's tough and if you beat him still but like yeah that's right Hard to say. Exciting. I, mean, I, I I would like yeah. if it was a decently high diff fight for both of them, just yeah. because right now they're apart. Right. And we mm -hmm. could you know we could see a lot of uh, growth for for the both of them. Yeah. You know, having to complete a high diff fight without being able to rely rely on one another like they planned on doing coming right. in. Right. You know. And like high diff fights be. in Jujutsu Kaisen are just so exciting because it doesn't always mean that the person that you're fighting just has like a gigantic energy reserve that you have to get through like it's always like nuanced deep thoughtful you know Ooh. analytical combat you know what i mean and yeah. even with a character like yuji who's used to just punching his way through things he does have a pretty high combat iq you yeah, know what right I mean? now so, especially now lately he's been he's been deducing and calmly kind of sitting back and figuring fights out a lot more but he's still his opponents have still existed inside of the vein of obstacles you can punch through so, like, yeah. if this is a situation to where Yuji's regular, you know, approach to combat is just not effective at all, and he's got to, like, overcome an entirely new area of, of conflict inside of Jujutsu Kaisen, that coupled with how philosophical, you know, and thematic a character like Higuruma is, is this is going to just skyrocket yuji stocks after this fight concludes mm -hmm. like dead ass like his character is just going to overall feel so much better you know than it than than before you know the fight started i want to say this is going to be a massive point in yuji's character development yeah yeah man but, um, super excited yes yeah. i think you i'm guys good have anything else for jujutsu kaisen i'm set all right, well, with that, we can go ahead and get into chapter 215 of Dr. Stone. Long, long road. Yes. Yeah. And this was a great Senku and Zeno chapter, man. Yes. Like, uh, I forget missing who was it. saying it at the end of the chapter, but it was a great just mentor-student montage. Really feel good. Showing you just the grind that they have, never given up, especially right. the panel at the end of the chapter, that double spread. I mean, I'm yes. kind of jumping around a little bit, but... No problem. That double spread at the end of the chapter was just so beautifully drawn. The dirt and grime on their faces, they've been working for, like, literally years. Right. I mean, this, this has to have taken five years at least, probably. Right. Just rebuilding all more, these, yeah. you know, like many of these engines have been de destroyed. Yeah, I think it is. A, I think it is about like five years, right? Because um, they said 
it took Zeno three years to build the original one. Yep. And then, like, a bunch of them have been destroyed in these trials. Yep. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they can probably build one quicker with the two of them together. Right. But still, it probably yeah. takes at least a year to build the engine. Yeah, yo, is like, how many years has it been now? And I was like, brother, yeah. I want to know, too, because... I think yeah. that they might have a time skip in, like, actually visibly age people um because like i think that in lack of having a direct antagonist gonna have a little goatee (laughs) i don't want senku to have no facial hair why not i don't know no i don't have have a real reason uh but i feel like instead of like an actual like antagonist their time limit is like old age and part of me wonders like is the loss that comes against the antagonist going to be the older characters, like Kaseki? Like, they're like, we got there, but, like, he lived just long enough to see a successful, like, yeah. rocket launch. And he's like, yeah, we did it. It was <laughs> well, all not, the I kids. Mean, it was kind of stated that, like, it, once people start to get old, they can just kind of keep petrifying them. Yes. Leave them as old as they are, and then every time they get unpetrified, their they're like a bit bones younger. and yeah. they're a little bit like younger physically. Gets anyway. rid of their arthritis and just like heals, you know, like any kind of like old person huh. ailments that you would have. But see, like once you start going, they're into still that, visibly old, but like bones wise and everything like that, they get healed a little bit every time. Yeah. This is yeah. a question that is like really important for Doctor Stone because like we can feel the the moral ethical like vibe going inside of you know senku and his team you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and now they have this new information that not only does the medusa revive you from total death like you can literally be dead and then get petrified and the medusa will revive you back to you know full health or whatever and then some but then also if you're just older then you can kind of it's like a you know an an age counter it's like a counter to to you know, yeah. old age or whatever inside yep. of like Kaseki and whatnot. So it's like, will they actually use the Medusa in that way? And if so, how will that affect our perception of these characters to be able to decide things like that? Because they have been building up a very altruistic vibe inside of, you know, Senku and and his and his team. So it's like if you're gonna do everything the right way and that's your point, then using the Medusa to, you know, and and obviously, like like the argument can go, you know, out and branch I mean, out into a bunch of different ways. Like, hey, Kaseki is necessary for the revival of exactly. humanity. So, like, yes, the biggest use the petrification. Yeah, but like, it's gonna get to a point to where it's like, okay, humanity is good. Like, humanity is like good to go. Like, do we still just keep petrifying Kaseki because we want him around? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's like, how do we they're gonna revive? They're gonna be reviving other people. Like, yeah. At some point, I'm surprised they haven't already. They're going to be reviving, like, more modern engineers that will actually have, like, a bunch of knowledge, like, in the field of that Kaseki's in already. You know what right. I'm saying? But I right. feel like Kaseki's like strength Kaseki was that level. he had um, old-school manufacturing abilities, whereas, like, modern engineers would be like, I know how these pieces fit together. I can't build that. Yeah, I use my machine for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Kazaki's like, well, here I am with the analog I, method I am that the y'all machine. forgot about, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, Kaseki ha- definitely has enough value to where you keep petrifying him, you know, to keep yeah. him able-bodied while you're still facing, you know, world-threatening threats. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, while Y-Man is still a, a thing... It feels a little uncomfortable to, like, yeah, keep him alive. It, yeah, exactly. Like, 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 looking into it as, like, yo, if this takes too long... 
and Kiseki is like on his way out because of old age, do we petrify him real quick to keep him going? Like that's a huge question. You know what I mean? I mean because then it's like what's the long term effects of being repeatedly petrified too? I think it's only positive really as far as like what we have. Like yeah. it just like just makes you better every time. You know what I mean? It makes you younger, makes you makes you more able, more capable. You know what I mean? But like that's the question that you have to like kind of like think about when you have a cast like Senku and his people because they want to do everything the right way. They don't want to do anything that can be considered sinister or underhanded, you know, or anything like that. Like yeah. They, yeah. They, they don't they even make... want to breach creepy. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so like when you have that in mind, it's like, okay, if this takes too long and Kaseki is like starting to, you know, to, to lose his, his luster, like, is it okay that we just petrify him to get him back to like, the Kiseki we need for this specific thing, because then you're going to start yeah. asking a whole bunch of fucking weird questions about like it's their like, intent uh, and like their execution on, you know, certain things, you know what I mean? So, cause if it heals damage, does it like heal stuff? Like say Alzheimer's where they're just like, they're kind of like wavering between like, Oh, starting to lose it gets healed is back up. And you're like, right. it's going to get really weird. This old man that's just repeatedly like, doing his stuff slowly loses it and then they freeze him and bring him back and he's like i'm functioning again guys yeah that's like, gonna it, feel so weird like it, it, yeah it would be kind of creepy yeah. uh, so i don't feel like they'll do it and i feel like that will be the sort of stakes that we've come to appreciate of this series yeah where um and like really drive home the idea of like the theme of like science is everything we left behind everything we've built upon that and like yeah. the idea that like progress and stuff like um my buddy one of my buddies is like hey man like i believe that the world that i want to see will not happen in my lifetime but i'm gonna do my best to ensure that the world i believe in can actually become a realm of possibility right we're gonna see how far we can get in my lifetime mm -hmm. towards that goal whether i see it or not i'm gonna try my best to make sure that we're on the right track towards that area mm -hmm. And By like, the time I expired. had a lot yeah. of moments where he's like, I've lived a great life to see such amazing, yeah, miraculous right. things. Yeah. Like, he's felt so validated. It feels like his character cycle is kind of nearing an end. And yeah, I feel yeah. like that's, this is the tight end. Kaseki like, death is definitely going to be a thing in Dr. Stone. Like, that's going to be a massive narrative yeah. point at some point because I don't think that you have an old ass character like Kaseki who accomplishes as much as he does has the kind of character growth and development that he has throughout the series while constantly making the point that he's on his way out you yeah. know what I mean mm -hmm. without eventually just delivering on that you know what I mean so like you that's got to be a thing that happens touch on it that many times without ever really delivering right and I think well, that they do said, I'm pretty sure that yeah. he's against like Senku has said he's against the idea of like petrifying just all old people until we can yeah. find a way to like extend their life or whatever because right. like overpopulation is a thing right so yeah. i don't know i mean he has said like oh all seven billion of us will have find a way to feed all seven billion of us but yeah. like you can't He's just continue to petrify yeah you can't just continue to petrify people and like have a stock that'd be file. terrifying it comes actually, like, it, it comes really, back like, to statuary the... cemeteries yeah it comes they're back not dead to... technically yeah yeah they, i feel like i feel like a a major thing in dr stone is like a critique of the notion that like science 
has a, an agenda or a motive or emotion. You know what I mean? It's literally just mm-hmm. the method that we use to remove falsehoods and reveal truth about nature and the world around us. And evil tool. people will use that tool to do shitty things. Good mm-hmm. people will use that tool to do good things. But like, it's a very impartial you know, method, you know what I mean? Like it can, it will give you the answer to anything if you apply it properly and you, and you're, and you're diligent enough, you will get the answers that you want, but it all depends on what answer you're fucking going for. And that's why I What questions are you asking? What, what questions are you asking? And that's why I love the Zeno and Senku dynamic. You know what I mean? Because if you go back to the Manhattan project, when they made the fucking, you know, atom or nuclear bomb or whatever they, they hit Hiroshima and Nagasaki with, Everyone started saying, like, science is fucking terrible. Science is evil. Look at the weapons of mass destruction, the fucking, you know, death ray, the the the, the mm. doomsday device that can be made with this kind of stuff. And it's like Senku represents, you know, the altruistic, altruistic scientist, yeah. you know, the, the altruistic scientist oh, that wants to use it for really good stuff. And then, you know, Zeno represents the one, you know, that that concept kind of got away from, you know what I mean? That wanted to use science for more nefarious purposes, but how they can both come together for something that is ultimately just the greater good. It doesn't matter what your moral alignment is. Science doesn't really take sides in that kind of way. You can work together to create something beautiful and helpful, or you can work together to create something sinister and terrible. You know, Shit, it so. even goes back to, like, earlier than that, I was recently watching season two of Dr. Stone, and in yeah. the kind of ending episodes, they're digging up Sukasa's sister's statue to revive her, and they're talking about how um, Alfred Nobel created dynamite. Yeah. And in that time where he created dynamite, it was obviously made for, like, engineering purposes, like mining, um building shit like sculpting whatever like statue Mm -hmm. a statue mount rushmore whatever type shit right but a lot of people since it was used for military purposes and like you know blowing people up killing people were like saying the same thing at that time like science is evil right they were saying he's a fucking terrorist for making something that's you know killing so many people right but um there was huge gains from the use of dynamite and also in the episode senku was making the point he was like, people ask the question, did he make it for science or for or for war? And right. he's like, I don't care because look at look at us here now, yeah, digging and digging and digging to save all these people yeah. with dynamite. You know, exactly, what I mean? exactly. So, yeah, science doesn't take sides. In it that. doesn't take sides. Like, and look at Zeno and fucking Senku like working together. Like, regardless of like, you know, Zeno is still a, a very mysterious character to me. Like we can, we can, we can assume that because his character arc started in a very sinister way, he was the opposition. He was trying to do things in a way that most people wouldn't agree with and was using science to do those things, encountered Senku, lost to Senku essentially. And then now they're kind of like on the same side, but it's like, has, has Zeno's outlook actually changed in any kind of major way? We don't fucking know. I don't think we've actually gotten really introspective Zeno you know, storytelling since his defeat at the hands at the hands of Senku after everything was repetrified again. You know what I mean? So like, does he think differently just because he's here working on the rocket right now? It doesn't matter. They the, the thing that they care about the most, regardless of moral alignment, is that science is working and that they're applying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is what it looks like, regardless of what they both want 
out of the situation. They're just both geeked up and gassed up to be working on a fucking rocket right now Hell and yeah. applying the scientific method and making it work. Zeno might not even agree with what the fuck Senku is trying to do right now, but whatever, I get to build a fucking rocket. You know what I mean? Like, that's like yeah. the point of, you know, a story that focuses, you know, on the scientific method. It's like, yeah. it does not matter what kind of person you are. This shit is fascinating. Yeah. In Especially general, since period. that was like his original, like, magnum opus, like, right. career. Like, right. he dedicated his life to astrophysics and like engineering and all that stuff and he's like hey man we're able to make this we're rebuilding civilization for the express purpose of doing what my life's goal and work was yes of course i'm going to do it maybe if i'm in charge of something i'll apply things differently than what other people would believe is morally justifiable yes but at the moment this is what i'm doing yes um, and there is a beautiful quote inside of um Treasure Island arc, where, oh, yeah. where someone was comparing Taiju and Senku, you know what I mean? They're like you. you they're like even though these dudes are diametrically opposing personalities and philosophies, the one thing they have in common is their, you know, desire to work diligently on whatever it is that their task is until they see the result that they want. And Senku and Taiju are the exact same way in that regard. Senku on the more meticulous scientific application of chemistry and things like that. And then Taiju just on the hard work aspect of things and labor, you know, physical labor side mm -hmm. of things. But that is the common denominator between them. And you can see Yo on the double spread of 18 and 19, like, ah, oh, that's, that's got to break your spirit. How many years has it been going back, you know, to square one over and over? Those two are unreal. How the heck do they do it? And he starts fucking crying looking a little bit he's looking at Zeno and senku just having working. the time of their lives working on something for the umpteenth time yeah, from square like, one like yeah. holy shit he's shedding tears because of their work ethic and their passion and their love for the scientific method you and know they just I mean? know that each step each each time they're getting one step closer because they're yes. knocking out they're figuring out one thing that went wrong okay this is now we knock this out oh right now and we address even, this okay uh, now we now we tweak this a little bit right we're getting one step closer every time right even the like progression and the subtle details of the art like really emphasizes just how much time they said they're like it may it took you three years for the original they do that. The next rocket we see isn't even Senku 2. It's Senku 3. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're just like, it's the third rocket we're showing off. That was right. the best one. And it just immediately, like, swan-dived into the river. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's massive. It's, like, it's fucking rocket science. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have to show hella failure here. Like, there was a lot more trial and error in the beginning of the series, naturally. You know what I mean? Especially before they reached like the industrial revolution arc, you know, or whatever. But like after a while, everyone just got so good at doing what they do, you know what I mean? And working together that we were, they were able to kind of, you know, streamline a lot of the inventions, you know, without showing a ton of failure. And we just kind of didn't mind because they, they made it make enough sense, but like it's rocket science now, you know what I mean? I'm glad I that they made saw... the conscious decision to, to not, shonen hand up. wave it yeah 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 hand yeah. wave the, the rocket and satellite building because it's like this is the meme you know what i mean like this is the the like rocket science is like that's the area of science where everyone's like this is the mind-blowing stuff that no one can comprehend 
So yeah, naturally, even if joke, it's not rocket science. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? So like you have to point. show that trial and error here, especially if you've been glossing over it or just not even applying it just because of how tight your faction is and how good everyone is at their specific roles. Mm -hmm. you, you can suspend enough, you know, disbelief in that, you know, in that regard for a lot of the inventions that we've seen inside of Dr. Stone, but rocket science, nah, you have to show the grind, you have to show the time spent, you have to show how this constant, you know, rebuilding from square one, which is realistic as fuck, you have to show how that affects these characters that are so Absolutely. used to the team that they have just banging something out at a moment's notice. Producing you know I mean? yeah. consistently. Yeah. Like, I, and I also think that's really interesting. It's like, that there's still like a level of terror that would come with it. They're like, so when are we ready for the live trial for us? Right. Like, when are we sending us? Right. Yeah. Because like, it's like, Yo. that's the thing. It's like, I know, like, they took so many times they haven't even succeeded setting up the satellite right like they haven't right. even succeeded doing the satellite and like i'm thinking about like how are they gonna get to sending live people one time they're like we can have to do this once we yeah. can't have senku rebuild anything if he's dead right right um, and then you have like you know well, chrome and suika seeming to have like a light bulb kind of moment where they realize something inside of their progress for the return vessel mm -hmm. i'm wondering yep. if it's you know they're somehow applying um what did they find out in this chapter solar power yeah right yeah. so like that was a major realization or that was a major um not realization but like that was a major like Huge point game. of yeah you know in the in like this is how we're gonna have the satellite you know go without batteries is because of solar power so they figure out solar power and they're and and everything starts to come together about exactly how this rocket trip is going to work and then the last couple fucking panels of the chapter you know is chrome and suika seeming to have you know a light bulb moment you know what i mean I'm so like, some shit i'm yeah, sitting I'm here drawing. going like how are they by themselves going to craft a return vessel on par with the work that's been put in for the fucking single trip single trip vessel that they've been working on for years like yeah. how are they going to make that make sense you know what i mean and, and they've also been doing the work in the background for all these years while watching all these yeah. trials, that's true you know that's saying? true that's true they but i still think that it would be weird I, I, real quick i still think that it would be weird if chrome and suika found you know in you know a, a solution on par with Zeno and senku just by watching them over the course think, of these yeah. years you know what i mean this so is there, like, there has to be a, another level to what they are like working them on outside this of the is box level 99 yeah. science at work though right now that's they're true watching the toppest tier science yeah. but they're and watching and they're through. not as capable right so like you already have the the aspect of them just watching the two brightest minds in the series do what they're doing that nobody else can really do and then on top of that like they have to find an alternative solution than what they're working on. Otherwise, it don't you think it'll feel weird if they're just like, okay, you guys did a rocket, and then we did a fucking rocket that can do yours plus more in the exact same application? I think it'll get explained. Yeah, no, of course, of course. Be a, it'll yeah. be like an attachment. It's going to be a return vessel. It's always like a little attachment vessel. Right. What would, what would the attachment have that they didn't already consider? Probably solar paneling for the return. I mean, they haven't saying. really been considering or, it, you know? 
Well, or right, because it's always been live. the plan from jump that they're not even going to craft a return vessel because they don't have the time. That's right. So they're they're crafting a one-way trip, and Chrome and Suica are watching them as known less capable scientists like we right. know that they are many 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 levels below the bind of senku and zeno so i think with traditional like yeah. science and stuff but at the same time like one of the other themes in the series is that like science isn't like like it is a skill and it isn't but it's also like you know all the knowledge that senku and zeno could have can right. be given yeah. Passed on to Chrome and Suica. And another thing is that, sense. like, outside of the box thinking evolves science. So if you mm -hmm. have Senku and Zeno that are the masters of traditional science as we understand it now, then Chrome is the vehicle for that outside of the box thinking that evolves mm -hmm. the method. So, like, he has to come with something that they already hadn't considered for their, you know, own rocket. And the only then, thing that makes sense based on the information that we have to me is solar paneling is all I'm his saying. His plans, maybe now that you say sure. all this, like maybe he just comes to them with like a blueprint for some plans. Like, hey, mm -hmm. me and Suica drew this shit up. Mm -hmm. This is something we thought you maybe hadn't considered. It's not going to take that long to build. Like y'all can come back. Yeah. What's good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, um, you know, it won't feel too hand wavy that he like all of a sudden like whips the tarp off this fucking thing like yo yeah 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 check this shit out dog sure sure you know rather comes I, to them knowing he can't really put it together himself like here like build this yeah you know? yeah i like that that's fine i wonder yeah. if they're going to do um a way to bypass like having a ton of oxygen to get there um by f petrifying the crew and then basically setting up like a, almost like an automated um, juice system that will like pour the 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 the, dis, the, oh. uh, the dissolution the dissolving yes. force solution. Oh, so them. you're saying so that they don't have to use oxygen on the way there? They petrify themselves mm -hmm. after launching the ship, and then as they hit that, as they break through the atmosphere, they no longer need oxygen because they're petrified. And then once they get to the moon. The, the self drip mechanism, you know, yeah. depetrifies them, and that they have that they have up. they have that much more oxygen for the actual raid of, yeah. of the moon rather really than using to it to get there. Plan in a zero gravity situation because then they'd in have space, to have yeah. a pneumatic system that Even would if push it's a, the liquid. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's a drip, it's just gonna come out and like float. Oh, that's you know? true too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if it has enough pressure, you know what I mean. So or like PSI Mello said, they would have to have it. <laughs> Kind yeah. of shoot it at or like, you, you know? or like they maybe you submerge them in a gel of the solution like if they like add uh some material to make it more of a paste mm. so that like okay we're going to put this paste it's gonna delay the the dissolving reaction but we're gonna petrify ourselves now with the paste on us and then it'll slowly dissolve us over time mm. I don't know. That's just one way to think okay. about it, but it's not like that's the thing. I, I want to assume they're gonna make spacesuits like... though. Like they have to make, like that's the oh, next yeah. thing that we have to see them make is like the actual astronaut suits for this. Because well, they're not gonna be able to go out on the moon without right. having protective suits, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was um, wondering, like, why would they need to, like, you know, kind of um, prepare for oxygen in that way if they're gonna make suits and they're gonna give them the oxygen that they need? But I like the idea that they petrify themselves 
as you know they leave the atmosphere so that for the trip to the moon they don't need any oxygen and therefore have that much more oxygen that they already prepared for themselves as they get to the moon and depetrify yeah. themselves because yeah. like they're still using like stone age material kind right. of like they, they right. have technology and stuff but like yeah. they're still like using faulty stuff and they're like we can't cram everything into the same amount of space as we used to so mm -hmm. here's the concessions we're making to make it viable yeah. I feel like that's the direction we're going to go with. Um, can we just appreciate the uh, page uh, 1415 transition to 1617 double spread and, yeah. like, the Apollo 13-style explosion? Yeah, dude. That was massive. And I was like, that's a great reference. Also, tragic. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. And I think uh, that's right. what they were going for is just showing well, the tragedy of that failure. Yeah. And I was going to say earlier, like going back to what Melo said a little bit earlier about kind of the establishment of stakes. It was something I had said on a previous episode where I had wanted to see them do some set, some rocket so that for the characters that don't already know this, like the, you know, primitives or the Stone Age people, Chrome, you know, your Kohaku's, stuff like that establish the stakes of this this rocket launching situation where okay when can we really send people up in this motherfucker yeah, because several of these motherfuckers have blown up now yeah flipped off the fucking thing into the water it's yeah. all bad so like yeah what the actual fuck you know? yeah no so for sure i'm surprised we didn't see any of that in this chapter it was all kind of like gaggy reactions, comedic reactions yeah, yeah like you know the stone so, face. Know, maybe, maybe no, that's go a good that a point. We, yeah, we totally should have gotten like a reaction from like, the stone shit. world born people where it's like, that's what can happen to us if we get minuscule things like not minuscule Yo. things but just like you know <laughs> one little error 15 years yeah. watching shit blow up and you're yeah. like that's my time to go guys yeah to what, die right because it's like if you if you see seven of your fucking ships blow up and then you ask senku like what was the problem and it's like faulty wiring it's like that's a like really like you know what i mean like that's not related to coding that's just like oops i didn't put this An in the right place the exactly yeah yeah the margin that of error is yeah. that small oh, for us the all thermal to insulation die. was corroded by gas which poked a hole in the nozzle like what yeah what? just what? like little issues like that can just yeah. mean life or death for everyone aboard i feel like we definitely should have gotten more of a reaction from the stone world born people you know like in that regard that's a really good point eagle i mean but yeah that would I have mean, hit like know. it's not necessary you don't need it but like that would have hit that much harder for the stakes of you know the people from the modern world that go like yeah we've kind of seen this kind of thing before but the stone yeah. world people are like this is the this is the magic science chariot that's gonna bring us to why man and it's that easy to just like kill everybody on accident because mm -hmm. you like just didn't put the thing in the right spot in like entirely correctly you know what i mean like yeah. it's like three centimeters off where it needs to be and then everyone dies you know what i mean like that's scary as fuck to them probably mm, yeah to everybody yeah. in general but even more so to stone world people who is seeing who are seeing all of this shit for the very first time and have this trust in science like it's almost a deistic you know kind of superpower yeah you know what i mean like it's that's heavy for them life. yeah it's their way of life yeah um they're talking to like living ghosts effectively uh, people from a world that doesn't even exist yeah um, yeah 
And like on page 15, that thing is like, it's just like how encoding for getting a single hyphen in a line can cause your whole program to fail. Yes. It's just like, yeah, that's, his, that's, and like, even then they still have to code the son of a bitch. Properly. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's with, tough. With, with an N64 computer. Yeah. <laughs> NES, not even N64. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like NES tier, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Insane. Oh, it's 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 yeah. it's up there. That's why I think that Kaseki is probably gonna die. And yeah, um, stop. stop. That sucks. It sucks, but it's it's He's something we all favorites. gotta fucking this, like. You know, this ain't yeah. Easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kaseki. I'm Kiseki. an old man myself. Look at this cardigan. Come on, like. But no, we do <laughs> even in this chapter. We really don't see Kaseki doing too much, like mm -hmm. of the hands-on. Like he might really be kind of on the decline. Retire him, or we just see get him a... welding a little bit on yeah. page thirteen, but then yep. even in the pa panel on like page fifteen, those are really the only two spots we see him in. Mm -hmm. He's welding, doing like, that's, anything. That's Where is he on fifteen? Um, he's up in this just he's little right panel. by the calendar. Um, yeah, just kind of watching Senku and Zeno do their thing, not really even doing anything hands on. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He's just chilling there. Yeah, so then we'll probably just get like a hella Kaseki centric chapter next time then. Where it's like, I okay, so. we've all... This is you, my last, like, engineering hoorah. You know? Something like that, you know? I don't fucking this know. This is my masterpiece. Like, he'll, he'll come in clutch. Like, they'll really be struggling to figure something out, and he'll come in clutch by, like, really uh, streamlining like a design for something. Thing. Yeah, yeah, like something, yeah, really, really, really minute that he'll that he'll tweak and yeah. be the... The whole thing that puts everything together or they'll focus on like how taxing this has been on kaseki specifically mm -hmm. because there's so much machining and artisan work that goes into all of these failures and he's been you know the head of all of the physical meticulous labor. lathe labor yeah you know what i mean lathe and machining labor that it's taken to rebuild this rocket seven times welding all these yeah rockets, all yeah. of that shit you know like we'll probably see like a super spent kaseki like focus or something like that in the next chapter or two when it's like dude you fucking like lasted throughout this entire five-year trial and error process going back from square one re-welding everything re-machining everything like all of that stuff I, I know we're going to get some kaseki love for exactly what this five-year montage actually meant for the people involved yeah yeah That'll be nice if we get that. But hell yeah! But I think that's mm -hmm. about all I had for Doctor Stone this week. That's all I got. Same. All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into Chapter Eighty Three of Mushity. Mosh Burn Dead and the Shadow Eater. Yes. And we get this nice little color cover of Mosh with the um, Levis is his name. Uh yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and this and Chuck like Norris this ass I, roundhouse perspective ooh, coming in. And I, I like felt like I was like going to get kicked facing, in my shit. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I liked how they're both facing you, but it felt like he was like about to kick him in the face too. Yes. It's like it's got a weird aesthetic yeah. to it. Got that spin to it, but yeah. I love it. It's a very movie poster. It reminds me of like those Bruce Lee movies, like Enter the Dragon, where they have like a yeah. picture of him on the cover mid kick, and I was yeah. like, oh, he's going to be Bruce and then like Lee. villains in the back. It does yeah. look like I that. think he's yeah. actually. 
I think this might actually be like directly inspired by I don't know if it's uh, Enter the Dragon. It might be like Chinese Connection or Game of Death. But or one of them, of death, one of them, he's of actually like throwing a fucking roundhouse at the camera. I think now that you mm -hmm. mentioned it, that's insane. I, I love, love that. that stuff. Yeah. Um, also, like the main, th like the early threat in this series, like the Shadow Eater. Um, very strange to me because it's straight up D and D. Like it, oh. there's a literal character creature called a shade. It is a living shadow. Um, it's an undead creature. It can like it's amorphous. It's shadow stealth. It's weak to light, sunlight, and they literally have an. Their only attack is strength drain, and it'll like drain your stats to oh. zero. And if you enter zero, you straight up die. You go yeah. to zero strength, you're dead. Average person has ten. And like one of the things is like if a non-humanoid is killed by a shadow it comes back as another shadow oh so like, night king like, oh, type that, beat yeah like <laughs> it's just a really basic undead and i just thought it was really funny to watch him or just, yeah just like, basic zombie like, shit <laughs> like like campy like physics bend yeah. his way to just choke the goddamn dude the, okay so as right. much as i love <laughs> mashable funny. for this kind of shit i was like bro fucking throwing a living shadow in an arm bar or a triangle choke or whatever i was like mm -hmm. how does that make sense but it just means the shadow eater has a physical form like that's right. all it means yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's fine, you know what I mean? Like that's really cool, and like this is why I like Mashal when it when it when it blends its comedy with its action because like the Mashal, you know, solutions to you know to to powers is just amazing no matter what. Whether you're looking at it from a literal point of or you know from a uh, I don't know a physical point of view or whether you're looking at it from a comedic point of view, it's just like hits. You know what I mean? Because it's like okay. It, it hits your shadow. How do you take your shadow away? You do exactly what the fuck Mash did. And it's like, okay. Like, that's that's great there on the physical side of things. And then yeah. on the comedy side of things, it's such an, a moronically simple solution <laughs> that it's funny, you know? So it's like, it's just, that's where Komoto really knows what the fuck he's doing, if anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, got, he's great in a lot of areas, but like, showing how Mash gets through situations that the reader is like, well, I wonder how he's going to deal with that. That's Mashal as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the lifeblood of the series. Uh, I just like that his solution tied into the previous chapter of crawling at top speed. Yes. Like, he's just like, he's like, it worked for me when I was a baby and I'm still alive, so. <laughs> he was fucking. Tokyo yeah. If this shit yeah, beat Domino, like, yeah. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. Previous chapter, yeah. Yeah, it's like, if I beat I Domino at five months with this technique, this Shadow Eater is out of here. <laughs> yeah, I like that it's also like it's not they never set call it a living shadow it just says it, it lives off shadows mm -hmm, and I'm like mm -hmm. alright that's cool I like that yeah. it's like okay cool it has a physical aspect um, yeah, and tight. then I thought it was kind of funny that like the stupid prisoner magic mouth kind of guy uh, is just glowing to enable his thing Oh, like he—he's got this giant, bright, shining face, and that's why the shadow eaters oh, able that's to like so attack right. shadows. I was like, oh, that, that's a nice little. I love little combos in that because you can. Did like, they specifically like comment on that, or yeah. like, and I just um, missed it? 
I they said it's super did. the light in here, the brightness in here. Yeah, there's like, nowhere to hide. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, he said room. it's super bright in here, so that's why there's tons of shadows. But the brightness is coming from him. Yeah, yeah. that's tight. So I did not notice that. Shadow, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I did not think. And about then that. I like how Levis, his power is basically nepotism <laughs> so far. Yeah. <laughs> My magic is nepotism. Yeah. Dad, rig the game for me. Help me right. out. My dad owns hey, a dealership. My dad's a scumbag, dad. but I'm not above <laughs> using that power because, yeah. you know, it's whatever. My dad is like connected, bro. Bro, my dad totally owns a dealership. That's an Aqua Teen reference for Oh my god, here. he's the Malfoy of the series. <laughs> bro, I love, the, okay. about this, I love right? the bunny panels. A, I love the bunny panels because it's like super cute bunny bottom of 10 and then like i don't know fucking... watership down terror yeah it's just like oh my god like you can like just because of the contrast like from yes. page, from bottom of page 10 to top of page 11 i, I feel like it hit me harder yeah because it's like yes this is a very detailed scary you know drawing like it looks like some junji ito shit like very mm -hmm. high detail like it's just a com like a completely different bunny like it's not the same rabbit you know what i mean so like that page turn you know factor for that did what it's supposed to but it's just almost just like man like i forget that mashal can do that sometimes you know what i mean so like when i page turn into that i'm like damn it's almost like uh i don't know when i look at it i think of like that one frame in spongebob that's like victorian painting tier detail <laughs> like whenever they're they go from like some light-hearted like funny shit to like jump scare like scream oh, in the background super high like, detailed painting yeah like <laughs> yeah. Cat, the adventures of flapjack yeah like they do it a lot in flapjack too oh, actually flapjack so is a better example is a better uh is a better analog i guess because like they do lean more into the horror side of things the creepier side in flapjack than spongebob does yeah yeah, well, you know, at certain times, but Sp SpongeBob also has, you know, some very dark moments. But yeah, Flapjack, I would say, is a little more consistently yeah. kind of. Maybe it slaps harder in SpongeBob because you're expecting it less, so it's more jarring because it's fucking SpongeBob <clears throat> that hits you with yeah. it rather than Flapjack that's always kind of has a base level of creepy to it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, anyway. I like <laughs> that we Mr. finally Pickles got our first crazy. protagonist, um, like, combo attack. Oh shit! No, oh, they've they they've had to have comboed before. But Wait, like, is this really this the first like, one? This is the first squad combo attack because they're using, well, they're using... Margaret's uh, like sonic acceleration. Yeah, on and probably some Alance's, the doll like, gravitational pro propulsion. You know, no accelerates is uh, Abyss Razor, so he's giving mm -hmm. the buff. He's giving the accelerating buff, and then obviously sounds comes from Margaret. Headbutt comes from Mashal. That's what the arrows are on the baby's foreheads, right? Oh, the shit. The accelerates. Yes, Eagle. Great spot. Oh, I was wondering about that. I was like, is that just kind of like a goofy this side up fragile contents or some shit? Like, oh. <laughs> See, like, now that's a really know, cool man. way to interpret it, even though it like that's wrong like that's the kind of like thing <laughs> like, well no no, no, no i didn't mean to I'm say it like that i didn't said like no, no, that's no, wrong no, 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 no. like we know we know that that's accelerates though you know what i mean yeah. so like it is wrong but like section. no <laughs> no but i'm just saying like mellow's do mind it. you know what i mean like that way like yep. that mode of thinking like that's why i love these kind of conversations bro like, uh, so it's like accelerates plus yeah. gravial 
pro plus uh, sounds, you know, acceleration of some sort. Yeah. And then plus Masha's, like, physical, you know, ability to, like, bash through these walls. Or really, actually, it looks like Dote's just using his head as a battering ram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's totally grabbing him. him. Yeah, so, so I wonder the what. They're really just using like the. What if they're just using Graviole to like increase Graviola. Mash's density? Because um, oh. there was a game that I played. It was called Hero System, and one of the powers was super strength, but it could be created from gravity. So if you're denser, like you increase your gravity and have higher density, gravity density than your opponent you could just throw them around because your gravity is inherently stronger. Oh. Yeah, see, um, that's another really cool, like, thought, too. Like, I hadn't even... Like, I'm literally just trying to figure out, like, what the sound is doing. Like, because, like, everything else makes so much more sense. Accelerates boost to give everything a, a speed buff. Um, you know, uh, area of effect inside of uh, Abel's dolls. Um, battering ram application of, of Mash's head. Like, everything makes so much sense except for, like, the sounds. Like, is the sounds adding to the speed of the attack? Otherwise, like, what's the accelerase for? You know, well, is the sound wonder... has been shown to be used in a lot of different ways. Like, it could like concussive be force. Right. concussive force to okay. break through the walls, um, help breaking through the walls. Could that be just seems so thing. random compared to everything else that's up. working in unison almost. Honestly, like, shown I to... thought the music was, uh, like, working in concert. Because I thought Abyss Razor couldn't apply his accelerates on things really beyond himself too much. Oh, wait. Remember? Because no. I, I, maybe I'm misremembering it. Like, I know no, but you still just it. said something, like, really cool. Like, it's a concert of abilities, so the the sound... Yeah, because they're all using them together. ...is, like, helping it in, like, a way of, like... I don't that know, could man. could be an application but we like, haven't Margaret seen yet. Yeah, it could so be that, too. magics working together, he yeah. can apply a certain effect. That would yeah, be so dope. Like, Wait, a like, Wait a minute, we I have... I that to happen. We have, like, no, Margaret's that's really fight, cool. Yeah. Margaret's fight was really brief, and it was a solo show, so, like... And he, we didn't really explore his powers beyond, like, concussive force of sound and, like, the speed of sound, that kind of thing. I'm just we so mad. I mean, it was shown by him to be yeah. used as a transportational ability as well, right? Like, he could be zippy with it. Right. But then also, then it's just like, okay, so Accelerase is there, obviously, as a speed, like, the, the, the clear speed buff. So it's like sounds only working as a way to make them go faster when they already have a method of going faster. It's like that works practically, sure. Go as fast as you can, but it just seems so like not, it just doesn't fit in with everything else. But sounds, at least to me, but sounds being used the way that Mellow kind of said it as like we're having we have a concert of abilities being tempo, used, yeah, like everyone's know, on the same tempo now. And like that, yes. that makes it sounds cooler, but like, or that makes it sound cooler, but sounds dot 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 is that going into the accelerase boost or is sounds just not finished as like a technique i'll be honest you know i, what I thought mean? that like sounds accelerase was the full ability and yeah, it okay. wasn't abyss ravers or when you guys mentioned abyss Ravers, i was like oh yeah they did have that one ability yeah so no like, i think I that's exactly like, oh. what it is then so this is a this is a specifically they're they're focusing in on page 19 they're specifically focusing in on the combination of Margaret's ability and Abyss Razor's ability. Yeah, because he's boosting the acceleration. Exactly, exactly. That's literally what's happening. And I said that that was like the dumbest thing, but it's actually oh, probably what's exactly happening right now. <laughs> because it's like, okay, sounds dot, 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 and then Accelerate's boost finishes the sentence. So this is a, this is a team tandem duo attack. 
you know, and it's the same style of speech bubble, which exactly. is the best indicator we get as yeah. to who's speaking, you know. Right, right. Okay, so it is just a double speed boost in the form of Margaret and Abyss Razor working together directly. So, like, yeah. that makes it feel better than if it was, like, because originally I was looking at it as headbutt, doll, A you know, mash headbutt, doll AoE, and then... um you know, Abyss Razor making everything faster. I thought those were all working together specifically and then just sounds in the background. But no, it's sounds and accelerates together for the overall speed effect, plus at Abel's AoE with his dolls and Mash's like point of contact headbutt. So that like now it all really head. works together. But but that concert shit earlier though, Mellow was fucking drastic. Like I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I yeah, like no, I how don't. in Valkus his teammate kind of insults him. Like, oh yeah, yeah, so why do we need these all these tricks? Because like we're obviously winning. Like, right. I is just, that like, a mission of weakness? Like that kind right. of thing. Like a little dig. Yeah. No. And I love how they're like talking about it amongst themselves, right? You know what I mean? Like they're actually asking each other these questions instead of just internal monologues. You know that tell us what they're thinking individually you know what i mean like it's literally mm -hmm. like yo like we're cheating but like do we need to cheat and that's the conversation rather than i'm strong enough to beat him anyway but i'm a cheat you know what i mean like it's just it but just I'm hits it just hits <laughs> it just hits differently but i want to <laughs> yeah it hits differently when they like address it amongst themselves like as a group you know what i mean and then obviously they bust in and it's like okay we cleared one of the trials but like we're not going to focus too much on the trial aspect of the divine visionary test because we want this to eventually just be a a, a magician versus magician clash but like we still have to like show you the <clears throat> rule and trial you know kind of system that we have going on that's a theme in the series as far as obstacles like these go so like you have to show at least one leg of that but then they come to a very logical conclusion of okay we got one star but like you clearly rigged this maybe they don't know that they rigged it but like you guys yeah. are obviously going to get stars faster than us so now that we've got this one and we've shown you what it looks like to go through a trial we can kind of fast forward to the end game event of us all fighting each other yeah. because we know you have more than us already so I mean, and I then once we be beat somebody... you we can clear everything else much easier or whatever exactly. so it, that i figured at sense. the beginning of reading the chapter that there would be somebody that with that viewpoint yeah like you were saying that figured hey we can do this easier if we just fuck them up first you yeah know? yeah and or like, even or even like hey we have a star now they can't you know they can't finish it we can't finish it because they probably got one already right. so now we just scrap take theirs find the rest yep it's it's uh also like taking a page out of the valkus's book it's like oh yeah no if we fight you you can't enter the game so why don't we just fight you you want to fight anyway like you're talking shit anyway like you're like at the entrance ceremony you're trying to kill us so like of course we'll fight you yeah yeah uh, yeah i love this chapter man it was great great, <laughs> great setup for the final bout that we're clearly going into here yes. I, I i wonder if it will really just be them starting to fight each other individually in whatever groups that they're going to break off i think into. it's just going to be an all-out melee just all out shit melee. going everywhere like so. aggro switching you know what i'm saying like yeah. i think domina and yeah. mash is like gonna a little be the bit of on smaller scale together. what if like what it if, could be a one-on-one -on -one, like 
maybe they move around a little bit and then kind of yeah. conflicts settle the one v one settle they move apart a little bit and like yeah. now we get the one v ones a little as bit much as first, i love maybe a melee as much as i love the one v one like like it starts as a melee and then breaks off into one v one in you know situations as much I as like i the love melee that formula melee like all the way through is that's what i'm saying is like i think that that like and if it's not melee all the way through then like just different combinations than one-on-one -on -one. you know what i mm -hmm. mean like anything and, and and it could go either way and that would be tight you know what i mean if it's one-on-one -on -one, if it's full melee the entire time if it starts as melee then breaks off into one-on-one <coughs> -on -one, or if it starts as melee and then breaks off into some other combination outside of one-on-one -on -one, either way that's going to be shown beautifully inside of a story Maybe, like a like a two-on-one -on here a two-on-one yeah, exactly here, uh, i'm yeah. waiting for the three two one, one. right right Split. I'm waiting but, for that three, two, one split. But I'm also like wondering if like some of them will be like, okay, like if everyone's going to be fighting, then I'm going to go grab the other random stars. And I'm thinking that like maybe someone on both sides comes to that conclusion. You know what I mean? And they're like, okay, you guys go ahead and be meatheads, but like I'm going to go over here and collect the shit that we're going to have to look oh. for after this anyway. You know, so it could be a situation like that where we have a big melee in one part and then another perspective is a battle of wits trying to get remaining stars outside of that between two characters that broke off. So I think that'd be a cool way to split it. But like I said, it doesn't really matter how it's how it's, you know, presented. Komoto's going to snap in that representation. So I liked what uh what Melo said though about the yeah. three two one split. I think that could be a nice dynamic. We get the, you know what I'm saying, just a group of three versus another group of three. 2v2 and then and then mosh versus domina you yeah know? i feel like that that's what's gonna happen too. eventually yeah. um i do and think that if we do split off go ahead well no go ahead finish your point uh i feel like if anybody's gonna like fuck off and like try to find the third start it's gonna be dot <laughs> yeah something yeah, like that that would that would make sense but i was just gonna say and it would make sense thematically as far as like who we have in the group Abel and Abyss Razor kind of team up as the group of two. Then we get Margaret, Lance, Dote, three v you know three v three team, and then Mosh by himself versus Domina. Yeah, that makes so more that, sense. So that that definitely could work that three v, you know that three two, three, one, two split. one. But yeah. I think yeah, if anybody branches off, for the comedic effect, it would be Dote. Would it have to be comedic though? Because like, what if someone like Lance is like, okay, based on the superpowers involved. I'm not really needed here in this particular clash that everyone seems oh. like really excited about. Um, He's clearly like the more for the most forward thinking character. Yeah, you know I think I mean? his so, abilities also are the most more impactful to the fight. That's true those. too. And I think you know, seeing just thematically with the with the series, yeah, seeing Dote like running around like fumbling through rooms, like ah shit, this thing's in here. Oh fuck, this yeah. is in here. He do be on you know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Actually, now that you guys talk about it, what if Mash is the ones like I'm gonna go find the star later, bounces um, and the Domino's no just like, no, way. you're not getting away, oh, and so no. he leads him away to do that stuff, and so Domino is just like, I must kill Mash, and so he's just chasing Mash Scooby Doo style through this mansion. Okay, so uh, I love, I like this idea. I want to say one. <laughs> Mash is the type of motherfucker to just stay in the mix of action and square up against anyone at yeah. any time. But also, it's a comedy, and he does be having like weird brain lit moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where like he'll I'm like, just, like, yeah. I'm, so I like, need to split you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm conflicted on uh, how I feel about that that potential um, plot development. Just well, because he is the one on page twenty one. I mean, it's really a double spread, but. 
Page 2021, he's like, I realized it'd be easier to get the stars after beating the snot out of you. So I think, I don't know, if anybody stays in the fight, it would be him, but true. we, we definitely could see any development go down. It's Marshall. We never really know what's going yeah. on. Right, right, right. I mean, what's the funniest thing? That's usually my take on it. Oh, sure. Yeah. That yeah. control. Um, because, like, I feel like I really want to see uh, Lance, Dot, and Margaret like complement each other's magic so like dot does an explosion and then margaret somehow increases the volume increases of, of the of the explosions oh. so they become like almost like um like stem grenades. and then so lance he, localizes like a, it oh shit um, I, and then like maybe like he does like you know dot does like a series of small explosions the volumes increased so they're like like rapid but they're disorienting and yeah. then he also mixes in a couple explosions to blow up the ground they right. fly out and they do like the gravity like home run comet kind of thing with like yeah. lance's gravity magic where like the debris is enhanced i was thinking about um, it as like exactly how you were saying dote throws the explosion out margaret enhances the vibrational effect of it and then it Lance, you know, kind of bottlenecks it, hourglasses it in a single point. You know what I mean? Oh. Like with his manipulation of gravity, he can choose, you know, where the gravity is more present and where it's less mm -hmm. present. So like naturally, if like we're following, you know, Green Lantern, you know, I mean, logic, like you can imagine, like, and they kind of, you know, manifest their magic in a similar way, it seems to me. Mm -hmm. At least they don't have a spell book with specific applications that are there for them, like a Grim War or something like that. It, it seems it to be imagination like based. Yeah, exactly. So if, like, if he can localize the point that the gravity is like forcing the energy to follow through, then he can localize the damage that doubt is creating and that margaret is magnifying so like that's kind of how i envisioned it but i don't think we've seen an application like that from lance yet so maybe that's like maybe out of the ballpark who knows but comatose more uh, infinitely more creative than me so <laughs> like we'll, cool, uh, yeah combo application i just kind of thought of we could see through margaret and dote is like we've seen margaret have the ability to imbue her like his note magic with yeah. um effects of you know kind of like apu type shit where he can you know slice you with the notes yeah he can imbue it with like explosive force concussive force whatever yeah so what if he tells don't like here cast your explode cast an explosive spell on this note that's already an explosive type note oh. and it like amplifies it even that much further oh, and now shit. he can like much more directly or... cast that explosive note at somebody Yes. And it's like fucking ten times, you know, the effect I love because that. he's got it in combination with Dote's actual explosion magic. That's really. Oh cool. man, what if it's so? What if like he hits, throws out a cutting note, and it's like it's going to be cutting damage proportional to the sound that you put into it. So the Dote's explosion is loud; it creates a large cutting power, and then with like gravity magic, he keeps the opponents pinned to an area or like oh, lower their mobility so they exactly. just hit by those things. Yeah. Yes, that makes a yes, lot more yes. sense. Yes. That That's he would so use. Cool. It makes way more sense that Lance would use his magic in relation to crowd control to keep targets in range of Margaret and Dote's combo. That makes yes. way more sense. Oh man, I love well. that! Holy shit! <clears throat> I'm excited well, for this fight. Uh, I think Levis is going to be the first one down. 
just because of like the way sure. he's like, yeah, you know, I'm willing to cheat. My I'm dad owns a dealership. Like, <laughs> I, hate, I hate those dudes. I hate those dudes so much. I oh, always do. Man, I like Levis. I'd like I fuck with Levis. I would be cool with him thing. going down first though, because he is know, that dad owns a dealership type nigga. Is shit talking up though? You want to? Oh yeah. For, oh yeah. No, he definitely has to flex to some degree. Absolutely, yeah. because they have um, built him up kind of crazy. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you don't want like, a one punch man like Levis. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you don't want to. Like this is multiple chapters of build up for this character inside of his true, capabilities. True, true. So it's like if you it, it, you know if you low diff him, then that it's gonna I don't know. At least inside of me, it's gonna make me go okay. No characters matter because as soon as they run into mash, true, true, true. or as soon as I, like I they need to be dealt with, they're going to be comedically dealt with in a very quick fashion, and it's going to be like, okay, well, why did I care about I you at all? I just remember the hype for the Margaret fight. Yeah, 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 for sure, and I was disappointed so in that. Is, I was disappointed as hell in that. Like maybe if a hype is kind of like a counterintuitive concept. Uh, uh, sure. When it's applied in like the the kind of absurd realm of Marshall. Like yeah. I, I was like, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe I want to like... Can I apply conventional like manga rules to this, or is he going no. to try to every time? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think Komoto makes a point to like, you know, zag wherever we're mm -hmm. expecting him to zig. You know what I mean? So, but like on a comedic level, not on like a deconstructive mm -hmm. level. You know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You literally like just can't tell. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, for sure. I'm good on Marshall though. I don't have anything else, I don't think. Yeah, so I think I'm good on Marshall as well. All right, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into chapter 310 of Unyielding Right and Wrong. That's a cold-blooded title for the chapter. I'm not that is. Mm -hmm. That is. And we get a lot of cold, like, just choreography and art this chapter. Yeah. I saw people the, complaining uh, about, like, their inability to follow the action i didn't have that issue at all this chapter um yeah no it seemed pretty pretty easy to follow for me at least Mo i the like the choreography there was a yeah. couple uh, panels where it's hard to tell exactly what's going on like on on seven the top right panel is just kind of like a, a a top bird's eye view it's really you can't really tell exactly what's going on i don't you think you're supposed to it. i think you're supposed to just know it's that just it's a zoomed out clashing of abilities yeah. yeah well and it's just you get an eye on the destruction of what's the actual scale of the damage these attacks are causing yeah, yeah. you know it's pretty like reasonable right like you're fighting something that is a racing literal space so yeah. it's like, of course, things are going to be going to shit because they're structurally not the same anymore. It's right. missing mass. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, see, now that's a complaint that people have. Um, man, what was it? Grant Morrison's Final Crisis. I, and I don't know if anybody like really reads Western comic books like that, but there is a complaint that people had where it's like Grant Morrison just making trippy, psychedelic clashes of energy and like weird paneling and you don't know what's going on because the dude's on drugs or something and like yeah. the point of final crisis is that like the multiverse is like literally collapsing and like things Melting. are yeah things are happening above the realm of comprehension for three-dimensional beings you know what i mean so mm -hmm. naturally that has to be represented in a chaotic way to where you have no idea what's going on because you are a three-dimensional being reading it you know what i mean so no i don't i don't i don't want to say that tabata is going that far in his in his you know application of no. illustration on this panel but like whenever things are chaotic my point is that whenever things are chaotic and represented as 
you know this way it's like you don't need to see every detail and be able to map the trajectory of everybody in a you know in a chaotic action scene you know what i mean like things are falling apart everywhere how well would you be able to tell what's going on if you were literally right there right you know what i mean so yeah uh yeah i i honestly really like this choreography because it feels <clears throat> less splashy yeah. right like we True. talked about a last se last uh session about like i love the naruto like land of waves arc yeah. where he's like you know using transportation mobility to like gain an advantage so i really liked uh the moment on oh shoot like page 12 13 and 10 and 11 yeah. where he's just like okay i've gained saint stage like his like synchronicity with his like sylph sprite familiar is increased so he's gaining power he's becoming a more powerful major and it gives like an active reason for why he's leveling up that was amazing dude i loved page yeah, 10 I... saint stage is attained when the resonance between a spirit and its host is very close to 100 percent. it's like mm -hmm. that's the kind of shit that just like adds to you know the action you know what i mean like when you have power system exposition in the form of narration over the battle superimposed over the battle as like an omniscient you know third party letting you know like this is how this is going mm -hmm. as you're watching it it adds just more theater to the situation you know yes. what i mean and, and and then you see it in and Hunter, it makes Hunter. all the sense given the time that you know has spent with uh sylph or whatever her name is or, yeah mm -hmm. yeah no bell bell not sylph why yeah. did i say bell oh yeah. sylph um, is the type of spirit it is yes right. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. um so yeah it definitely makes sense and yeah, it, it did really it felt really good getting that at least explained so it so it wasn't just like oh now all of a sudden he has saint stage what's going right. on right 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 yeah um, and it's cool that and they almost subtly feels built a little, up yeah, oh yeah go ahead go ahead well it almost makes the noel shit feel a little more jarring in retrospect because it's like she kind of attained undine and then pretty quickly went to saint stage level attacks oh and shit. sure so it, it's like Mm. I, want, well, I, it I almost mean, makes you wish she it was wasn't there. really hiding anything of herself, right? Like, like even Belle said in the previous chapter, I feel like I'm finally seeing the real you. Yeah. Right? Not the borrowed magic, not the magic I've like, oh sure, like shared with you. Yeah. But like your own personal magic. Right. Period. So maybe it's because like a combination of what Mello is talking about inside of like Belle and Yuno's relationship, even though they've been together for much longer, they have like you know multiple scenes inside of the series throughout it where they are connecting on a deeper level but you do have that like kind of um you know being a more reserved introverted personality coupled with the fact that he wasn't even using his natural affinity to begin with you know what i mean mm -hmm, and then yeah. now him Noelle kind of having a thing. yeah having a more character driven stretch of storytelling where he's kind of coming out of a shell coupled with the fact that he's now getting his natural born star magic now bell is like yo we can really do this saint stage stuff but whereas yeah. no noel and undine was more of like a we were the purest parts of ourselves and like you know super transparent from the get-go you know what yep. i mean like, like we, water we yeah exactly we like water yes yo okay so yeah they just they just clicked right away but no you're totally right though like eagle that can seem kind of weird that noel achieved saint stage with you know undine so, quickly, so much yeah. quicker than you know and she was and... also in a similar situation though where she's like fighting on the brink of death or whatever um right mm -hmm. 
So I guess, you know, that the Super Saiyan. Yeah, you have that aspect. And maybe that's just there to, like, make the Noel and Undine stuff feel better. Feel a little better, yeah. But, like, I like the conversation that we just had a lot more in regard yeah. to the explanation for that. Because, like, if you look at it as, like, Saint stage is attained when the resonance between a spirit and its host is very close to 100%, that makes all the sense in the world for you, know and Bell. Doesn't make as much sense for Noel and Undine, but then you add the narration box of you're fighting for your life for a while and you can get it there too. You know what I mean? Then like yeah. that, that feels a little bit lazier, Less I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it, it just feels uh, a little bit lazier to add cause... that box there just to like look back at Noel and Undine and feel better rather than the conversation that we just had about how, yeah. you know, you know and his personality kept him from being really in sync yeah. you know with bell plus the fact he wasn't no, like using his, his natural born magic and then yeah. over on the noel and undine side of things where I they mean, wear their hearts on their sleeves and they were just more compatible from the beginning that feels way better than just a narration box saying but if you also do this thing you can achieve it too you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but we got a couple of really cool things this chapter like with the really uh, cool art the new star magic uh the flagellum which somebody said in the chat of my live reaction that flagellum trans is the latin word that translates to whip okay. which is yeah. very you know aesthetically in line with what's uh what the attack is doing here it's like a kind of a yeah laser um, whip almost that that's funny because it totally it, it, yeah it totally his buddy shit it just says that in the in the i think i read the fan scan for black clover and it just probably got, says it in the, yeah in the you got like a translator yeah. note for that like in the fan mm -hmm. scan i want there was also a translator note for the next page as well somebody pointed out in the chat oh, or actually Dane's dropped Leaf? dropped a link in the chat for dane's life yeah or dane's leaf is it um uh, it's norse dane's leaf where it's where like this? it's it's translates to what page, a dead legacy a dead or legacy it's legacy like, it's, it's a sword it's... that once drawn like has to kill somebody before it can yes. be put away it's an old norse legend it's a legendary sword dane's leaf it translates to dane's legacy dane itself translates to dead so death's legacy or dead's legacy um and then it's just a cursed sword forged by the dwarves um it's like the most famous and talented craftsman of all uh, the cosmos, um, and yeah, it's an evil sword. Like it, it, it was a ma weapon made for killing. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, I really like how in uh, the art on page two and three, he gets cut in half, and then he reaches into his regenerating self. Looks like he pulls out his spine, and his sword is his spine. Like, Wait. like, look at the top page of three. Yeah, He's down his spine, it's slowly regenerating, but there's no bones. And then Yo. his sword looks like segments of his. It looks like vertebrae. Spine. Oh my god! Yeah, and I was like, that's, that's super tight. cool. That's I super love tight. like like Kimimaro Naruto. Yeah, really good. It's little shit <clears throat> like that that makes like. The, the the execution like really matter inside of you know a conflict that has a very predictable conflict resolution you know what i mean because it's like we talk all the time or at least i do talk all the time about how formulaic the escalation of conflict and the action kind of is inside of black clover as far as like them reaching an obstacle and them overcoming it it kind of follows like the same formula pretty much every fight but the execution you know inside of that formula and how you kind of like tweak it and throw you know different kinds of um 
a funk on it you know what i mean is kind of mm -hmm. like what matters there if you if you are going for a more formulaic approach so like inside of this fight specifically even though we knew that you know was going to go saint stage eventually and this would be the perfect fight for him too you know what i mean like we, we that was predictable like we knew that was going to happen but the execution of it with the narration of the saint stage and then little you know things that you kind of like notice inside of the art of the choreography like Melo just pointed out really adds more to that you know what i mean it, it it's um it's little unexpected things inside of an inside of an expected outcome you know what i mean like that's that's really important you know what i mean for a story like black clover in my opinion oh man it's, i it's kind of like, like the way they use conjunction Just... what were you saying me oh i was just yeah. saying it's kind of late going back to the dane's life point but i was just reading about it in this wikipedia thing and there's a really cool quote here that i want to read yeah dane's life is uh king hogney's sword and according to snorri sterlison's account of the battle known as da 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 some i can't pronounce it's like a eastern european like scandinavian word um when somebody offers the king compensation for the abduction of his daughter hogney replies Thou hast made this offer over late, if thou wouldst make peace. For now I have drawn Dane's life, which the dwarves made, and which must cause a man's death every time it is bared, nor ever fails in its stroke. Moreover, the wound heals not if one be scratched with it. Yo, that's and pretty that just fucking, fucking cool. That's, that's yeah. a hard-ass quote. I just, yeah. I just wanted to read that. That's fire. That's tight. So basically, I, it's like every time I brandish this, somebody's got to die. Like whoever, whoever, like yeah, who, some un, uh, it's lasting consequences. Yeah, whoever wields it has to die after, and any damage that's taken from it can't be healed. And it's got unrepair. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. As hell. <laughs> that's hard as hell, Dude, bro. It's really cool. Um, Leave it up to the Norse to the Norse mythology to give you metal oh, ass oh, shit oh, like that. Yeah, so <laughs> much fun. But yeah. What do you think of like the f the fourth sibling, like the brother in the wheelchair? Yeah, I wanted he to talk about me, that like, panel. Do you guys is he in a wheelchair or is it just a chair? It's a wheelchair. I think it's He's a wheelchair. A wheelchair a times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a wheelchair. Uh, but um, I love the I love the um the effect that's used on the top of six for that panel because it's like we already know that this is a mysterious figure. We've always kind of seen them either at a distance to where it makes sense to cover their face with shadow or from behind <laughs> the back over the shoulder to where you can't see the face. This time it gives us a straight on panel with them looking right at us and still like just goes the distance to, you know, make them a mystery. You know what I mean? Not just in shadows, but also in this fucking grainy like TV static effect that is clearly just like an artistic flair to add yep. to the mysterious nature of the character. It was, it was a brilliant move, I think, from Tabata on that panel. It's Tabata. really just off-putting. Uh, yeah, for real, though. It, the, I, I, it reminds me of um, Bloodborne a little bit, oh, where like, okay. you've lost the ability to perceive him somehow. Ooh, like, oh. like I, I wonder if... like. Um, Damn, what else does that remind me of? Oh my god, you've lost like, the ability like to perceive. One of the memory, like maybe the price of contract is forgetting certain things. So like the face of his loved ones, 
or there's a black mirror episode like that i think too i can't remember yeah because like devils will pay in anything not just physical things so like metaphysical things like the memories of things yeah yeah i mean just you saying like losing the ability to perceive something is making me think of uh the newest god in smite kalina she's a celtic god when you hit uh with one of her abilities the god that you hit with the ability loses the ability to perceive you as kalina what's how do you spell that kalina and no it's like it's some crazy fucking spelling it's not spelled at all i'm just gonna go smite newest god yeah yeah. it's like some celtic spelling it's like not charybdis (laughs) charybdis or some shit oh they don't even have it updated oh but um oh oh, yeah i see it now queen of the banshees Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah. When you hit with I think her three or one of her abilities, um, the god that you hit with it loses the ability to see you until you like either use another ability or take damage. So that's just that's oh, immediately oh, kind of oh. what I thought of. That's sick. That. That's yeah, fun. pronounced Kleena, but it's like Kleodhana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's definitely I just... wow. I liked the little conjunction teleport. Like that's probably my one of my favorite parts. It yeah, very sick. much reminded me of like old school Naruto. Just like you thought you got me, you stabbed me. Boop, I'm behind you and yeah. getcha. Yeah. From yeah, hell's yeah. heart, I stab at thee, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was tight. Hell yeah, it was dope. I'm glad that you know got his W. Um, I think the <laughs> philosophical clash between. You know, you know, and and Zeno was well enough represented. Yeah. Um, you know, as predictable as the escalation was, like the execution mm-hmm. of it, like I was saying, you know what I mean? Like, it just it it was just great. You know what I mean? Like as far this chapter specifically was a great Help conclusion. A lot. Yeah, great conclusion to to the conflict. Yeah. As Inside far as the Wild, theories but, that I mentioned, though, yeah. um, about the brother. People have been saying, like, in the communities that it's possibly, like, Zeno. Or not Zeno. Not Zeno. Sorry. Uh, Julius. Oh, my God. And apparently no. there's, like, a shit ton of evidence to support it. I haven't, like, looked I into it. But... I mean, he does kind of look like Julius in the bottom page. Six. Oh, he looks like Zeno looks a lot like Julius. Oh, what? That's so Oh, weird. shit. Yeah, he totally does. Oh, no. That's crazy. Oh, bro. I just want to say again, that, or maybe not again, but I just want to also say that I'm glad that they gave us, like, more background panels for Zeno throughout the yeah the rest of the con. Because we were talking about how his, his background, you know, his backstory slapped or whatever, but, like, it felt short. And then we were talking about how, like, Tabata will probably add, you know, more Dude, backstory if, for him throughout the Julius... rest of the fight. If Julius is the fourth sibling, I will absolutely lose my shit. Yeah, that'll be insane. Yeah, no, because insane. he's like such a friendly, warm, bubbly character, even with his overwhelming power. But like, he does always yeah. look like he like knows like something that he, you know, that he's like he has a burden with knowing. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. like you, you see a lot of um, panels of Julius, and like it always makes sense for the scene because either someone's wilding and he's like, oh, I'm worried about that character, or you know, like whatever. But there's just like a little bit of ominous you know, a little bit more ominous vibe that I, that yeah. I attribute to those scenes that I'm remembering right now, now that we are having this conversation, you know what I mean? Like now that this is a possibility on the table, I'm looking back at like, you know, what I remember of, you know, Julius's interactions with other characters in, in certain moments and he's wondering if the, if the facial expressions that he's making at that time might, you know, 
lend take on towards a this to some degree yeah yeah but no what i was saying um, though about these flashbacks like the the flashback inside of this chapter where it kind of like goes back to the to the zagrada siblings and you just get a little bit more you know black gutter work in regard to Zeno before he's eventually beaten like i <laughs> like that injection there i still wish that there was a little bit more but i think that tabitha is saving it for after the defeat i think we still get like you know, post-mortem Zeno and just Zograda's sibling mm -hmm. flashbacks, obviously. So, like, that totally works. Thinking Maybe. about that for the future. But if if this was all of the flashback that we got before Zeno was taken down, then, like, it would feel a little bit flat to me. But, like, it's clearly yeah. setting up a mystery for more than one character. It like, like it's Maybe a, as he's kind of fading out, he'll, yeah. like, have a little bit more flashback. Right. And then we might even get, like, a little more... Um, injection of a mystery on the brother or even confirmation of whether it's Julius or not because maybe yeah. and as he's fading totally out he'll be like oh so and so like we were wrong or you were wrong or I made the wrong choice so and so says his brother's name you know what I mean mm -hmm. and yeah. then we're like oh who the fuck is this or like maybe he says like we were wrong Julius you know and then everybody's like what the fuck yeah, but then that would I'm, be really interesting. Because now because, I'm wondering like, like where the name Nova Chrono comes from. Then you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's like obviously uh, you just change your name, whatever. I mean, you know, but now Nova means new or right. star, and then yeah. Chrono is time. So like, which if makes it's all new the time, sense in the world. Yeah, would new be time. kind of interesting to you. And but I'm then, just wondering because like, it's like okay, if your name is was always Nova Chrono, then we would know of other Nova Chronos, and I don't think we do. At least I can't remember them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the fact that they haven't, if they haven't gone into Julius's lineage to any degree, then it makes sense as a possibility that Nova Chrono could be a made-up name, and that his last name is actually Zogratus or whatever, Julius Zogratus or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, so man, like, I'm just thinking so of how it can make sense. Yeah, that'd be extremely satisfying to be honest. Like, that'd be crazy. That would be a hell of a reveal. Yeah. Like, three hundred chapters in, yeah. Or so, um, yeah, I wild. honestly thought that the older brother was like a devil that like made him forget that it's not his real brother. Um, just that'd be I very devilish, like kind of on <laughs> on brand, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but then that'd be wild like, too. Wow. Yeah, I I feel like both of those have merit. Um. I like the idea as like it's impossible to protect them all. So let's just destroy them tempor get them destroyed temporarily. Like, you know, for a time. Just they're gonna be thing. But we'll bring them back. Time is circular kind of thing. So like if that like method mentality would fit, it would fit with Julius's character a little bit. If you it's like that Dumbledore reveal, right? You're like, Oh wait, you're actually an evil old man. <laughs> Why would you do this? Yeah. You know, it's 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 kind of like that kind of feeling. That'd be that. wild. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I th I think I think either of those possibilities are crazy. <clears throat> I think that a lot of like one or uh, Black Clover theory crafting is the community thinking of like really cool things, and then Tabata just doing something like incredibly standard in comparison. So we'll see. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I I mean, I guess I like it now that we've talked about it. Originally, someone was like, Julius is the fourth Zogratis. I think it was eagle had originally brought it up and i instantly was just like no but then we talked about it and now it's like okay we're thinking of really cool applications of this now but at the end of the day it's like we'll see what tabitha does yeah right i think that's about all i had for black clover this week though yeah i'm good yeah same all right
All right. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and get into the Peace de l'Existence, chapter 1029 of One Piece. <laughs> the Tower. Yeah. Which is a hype as fuck title after you finish reading the that. chapter. Like, yes. man. I'm so it's... glad that it like came back to the Sanji and Queen perspective for a little bit before. Yeah. Yes. But I'm I'm around. honestly like I don't know I'm I'm upset with Sanji how, how do you feel in this situation. Yeah. I, I wish he would just address. I wish he would just embrace it. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. I understand I think... why he wouldn't want to, but yes, as a reader, I'm like Sanji, just lean into that shit and just like be all you can be, bro. It's you know. What I saw kind of a speculative. Um, yeah. I saw kind of a speculative theory. Which is something I've thought in the past, where um, Sanji is actually the only true, perfect creation of Judge because he has all the aspects of the exoskeleton, the regenerative regenerative properties, yeah, and the physical strength, but he actually still has his emotions. Where the other three are technically the failures. That's oh, cool. Even though that's not like, what he wanted. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. Because like Judge clearly thought that the emotional aspect was a flaw or or. A but liability. it doesn't necessarily make it right. You know, even though it's yeah. not what he wanted, it's still the like. You get, Ideal. Kind of goes back to the Vegapunk fruit thing, where even though Vegapunk called the fruit a failure, yeah, it's the only smile that actually seems to be a functioning perfect functioning well, perfect create you know smile. i feel like this is different though okay right because okay so if judge you know in all of his wisdom as far as we can fucking take that sits down and goes the perfect super soldier is one that has a regenerative healing factor super strength heightened reflexes all of the superhuman attributes but then just no emotion right so if that was his idea of the perfect super soldier and then the story lets us know that if you have all of those things plus emotions, it's actually more effective. And we see that through Sanji. And that was just mm -hmm. ignorance on behalf and arrogance or what stupidity on behalf of yeah. Judge. Then like that's cool. If that's what if that's what the theory is saying, then like I'm all that's aboard what it's kind of getting. There. Okay, okay, okay. Same. I thought that like I don't know. I guess I don't know how I took it differently than that. Now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, if it, then I like that. Then you know what I mean. But yeah. I guess I was taking it as like you were going, okay. Judge didn't know that. Well, I guess that's the same thing then. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never I mean, mind. It's, just it's a good idea. I think it's, it's just a, a good idea. Because looking back to Whole Cake, judge, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it's kind him of him being proven wrong. Yes. Yeah. I mean, especially looking back to Whole Cake, it was kind of emphasized that Sanji was better than his siblings. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Maybe not at the time, but yeah. in certain ways, because they did help him escape at the end of the day with like their speed or yeah. explosive ability, you know, but. He um, definitely, it was hinted that he was, he was the better one out of the siblings, you know? Yeah. It's because of his emotions. Right. Which is obviously going to speak to the people who have been that reading the series for that long, because we know that, you know, the straw hat outlooks are the proper ones, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, so like, that's what the story lets us know, despite all of the, you know, um, all of the obstacles that they meet and all of the clashing outlooks and ideals. Like they always make sure that they introduce some kind of flaw in the antagonistic force no matter how much they're spitting there's always some flaw that they introduce that the straw hats make up for in their ideology you know what i mean so yeah. they let us know that these are the people that we should be rooting for and why constantly 
Yeah. I think it's like the reverse heroic flaw where for Oda it's the villainous flaw. The villain can be as strong as it needs to be, but no matter what, there's always going to be one personal failing that keeps them from succeeding. Yeah. Um, I think theme-wise of like Sanji not wanting to be a monster, I like yeah. uh, how it's kind of emphasized by going against Queen. Because like when I look at page two... Um, Queen looks like Godzilla yeah, at the bottom oh, of two. Sure. He looks like Godzilla. And what is Godzilla known for? Fighting other monsters. Yeah. Sanji doesn't want to be a monster, but he's obviously showing the signs. Like, this wow, for him, yeah. it's a body horror moment, right? Yeah. Like, I don't recognize myself. I'm transforming. I don't like it. Like, and this the biggest is the thing, thing is... Is him he doesn't feeling. want to lose his humanity. He doesn't want to lose his yeah. humanity, he's right? Yeah. He, he's thinking back to his siblings and going, like, mm -hmm. they're... I, mean, I don't want to lose my emotions. Yeah, my they're heart. yeah, they're all that, and, you know, but they don't have the human element, right, right, yeah. right? So he doesn't... And that's why I'm saying, like, it makes sense that Sanji would feel this way, despite, like, knowing, you know, probably, like, it's like, hey, I'm getting all of these you know, power-ups or, 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 you know, augmentations to myself that are falling in more in line with my siblings. But he's got to still know that he has that emotional aspect that they don't. Maybe he thinks I mean, he's going to lose it, and that's why it. he's anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I feel like if I suddenly had that, I was like, is heartlessness a symptom of these side effects like these abilities is it a like a symptom is it a side effect like will i lose myself and that's he's caught up in his own fear before he kind of accepts himself and like becomes a stronger person for it i feel it's just his big thing yeah. um i'm just excited that like basil hawkins is like showcased in this we got hawkins fight. stuff big hawkins yeah because I, I i really thought he was a really cool character that got very little like front row center attention period yeah and that's mainly just because of the mystery surrounding his ability i feel like people yeah. don't even care about hawkins as a character as much as they finding out exactly or as much as they care about finding out exactly how his devil fruit works because that's one of been one of the mm -hmm. biggest questions inside of like at least my area of the community when we're talking about supernovas and mm -hmm. we're talking about like the interactions between Hawkins and anybody, we're like, okay, this dude's got one of the most confusing fruits. Like how exactly does this stuff work? We've been asking that since Shabandi or Sabodi or whatever, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. now that we're actually through Wano, slowly but surely finding out exactly how his fucking ability works, if it's like hell yeah now we really know all about hawkins you know what i mean and it feels really good the way that it's mm -hmm. represented because not only have we already known for a while that his ability transfers damage from himself to the people that he has bound with straw doll contracts but like we never knew the limits of that because we never really had a reason to think of limits for it you know what i mean because it's like voodoo doll shit you know what i mean like you have yeah. the voodoo doll you're yes. in total control until you take out the voodoo doll controller you know or something but this application of getting through the ability is just like so brilliant from Oda to inject here because we're so used to, I feel like at this point in One Piece, because we know that it's not really about the fights so much as it is the narrative impact the fights have on the individual mm -hmm. characters that we care for. So like we're totally cool with it just being a clashing of convictions with like escalating attacks going back and forth until someone is defeated because we know that otherworldly 
you know, like implications and, and ramifications are going to come from that, that give us stakes in other areas. You know what I mean? Like we know that's going to happen. So we kind of give mm -hmm. one piece a pass on that usually, but this is Oda going like, Hey, you didn't think about this. And this is like, you know, a point of like, whoa, for you when you're reading this chapter, because it's like, he slices off, you know, Hawkins arm. And he's like, where does the damage go? If the person you have a voodoo doll doesn't have an appendage there doesn't have a proper conduit yeah though. exactly or whatever mm -hmm. yeah however they said it you know what i mean and it's like that's one of those like oh okay it's like so that was so slick. really cool it, like, strategy was... in combat moments mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's yep. obviously delivered in a very powerful and badass line from killer the the comp the, the 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 flow of it was just beautiful it felt like earlier one piece you know what i yep. mean when i was reading it and like whenever it happens in post time yes. skip i'm just like Oda, you did that. You know what I mean? You did this shit out of that. Yeah, plus he gave it, like, Man, the almost I, I full really page with no background. Like, that was so fire. Sorry, Bello, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, the Rob Bucci fights a little bit with, like, when they first get introduced. It's, yeah. like, the pole yeah. and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was so good. Um, I, I like that the mysterious character still gets a kind of, like flashy but mysterious death and like his final moment is his like absolute fear of the future he's like i have to get the absolute best result and so by putting his hands in like a fate system he's locked himself into a path right because he believes these things are bound to happen he locks himself into that and he does force himself and i think that kind of keys into the idea of the yonko and that they believe that like you guys should just give up this is impossible this is fate we are obviously stronger you can't possibly fight us you can't fight fate mm -hmm. so i really like the fact that basil hawkins dying or falling is like a symbolic thing of like you're going to a place beyond fate right? yeah and like inside Paul mentioned the man mathematically, this doesn't make sense. They're well, like, we're using logic, we're using math, and then Basil Hawkins, we're using mysticism, we're using fate. Doesn't matter what way you justify it, it's not they're going beyond expectations. And so I really like this chapter. That was really well it awesome. harkens back to the earlier the earlier moment in Wano when Hawkins is fighting against Luffy and Zoro. And basically, he's like doing he's doing the cards and telling them like your probability of winning this battle is what what did he say back then like twenty percent ten percent like five percent maybe 2%, even, yeah that's what like I that. was gonna say it's, it's like, like a 10, really uh, low number one or two percent yeah. something like that and this panel on fifteen um, you know bottom middle ish left here like top left panel of the bottom section of the um, yeah. bottom left part of the page the last portion of the page. Yeah, when he re when he pulls the card and sees the tower, he knows the meaning. So like when he sees it, he instantly realizes like, "Yo, I fucked up," and it is the two percent. It's the one percent. Yeah, like, something he like knows that. Because yeah. of the meaning mm -hmm. of the card, the the uh, in straw man cards, the tower means the collapse of the old and brittle, and its hidden meaning is a new way forward. Wait, wait, so, wait where's that? Mm -hmm. That's on page the very uh, last the very last page on the on oh the yeah, 17, yeah, 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 last yeah, yeah 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 in straw man cards the tower means the collapse of the old and brittle and its hidden meaning is a new way forward so he sees that card and he instantly knows oh shit I fucked up it's the two percent right like they're taking this mm -hmm. shit yeah 
amazing. The odds are in their favor now. Yo. I like tarot, and it's like, it's fitting. I like that he basically adapted the meaning of the tarot, because it just means massive change, right? Chaos, change, reversal, that kind of thing. Upheaval. Um, So I like that he just kind of like took it and didn't like completely change it, but he's just like, yeah, just a gentle tweak, perfect change. That's so tight. Like, say what you will about like One Piece in 2021 or one piece post time skip or whatever like Oda still got it in regard to like poetic application of conflict resolution inside of a very chaotic situation you know what i mean like this is a bunch of fights going on at the same time that all have like a specific flow to them whether you think the fights are too long or, or or not long enough rather or whatever you know what i mean about his composition and pacing throughout the arc it's the between the lines shit you know, that Oda really excels in, you know what I mean? So the fact that he's keeping it all together to this degree aesthetically, while also applying the poetry in between the lines to this degree, it's just like, man, even if it's not the the Marine Ford you thought it was going to be, like Wano, I feel like in retrospect, on a reread, not week to week, for a lot of the people complaining about it, is gonna is going to slap a lot harder, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's a little shit that I don't even, like, notice when I'm fucking reading the chapter for the second, third, fourth time. Until I come into this setting here and I have conversations about it with you guys is when I start to see, Mm -hmm. like, the really cool shit. So, like, I know that, you know, deep dive One Piece communities have got to be having similar conversations. I'm not a part of them as much as I am, you know what I mean? Or as much as I was before, you know what I mean? But, like, still, like, it's there. It's still there. Like, all the things that make Oda the legend that we praise him for is all still there inside Mm -hmm. of, like current one piece storytelling you know what i mean it's just not progressing and escalating to the point that people think that it should be at this point or whatever people have been you know having a lot of like with a story as long as one piece where plot threads linger as long as they do everyone you know decides how the story should go to them after a while because you have so much time to sit and stew on possibilities and potential avenues that the story could go in you know what i mean so when oda doesn't give that to you after you've been positive and so sure and wanting it for so long it's gonna feel you know disappointing to you especially if you've been putting so much time and effort into that possibility you know what i mean but at the end of the day what oda is presenting inside of his own mind despite the expectations like it's still spectacular like when you really sit down and talk about it you know what i mean absolutely it's still got so much going for it even if it doesn't feel like it did three times you know what i mean and that's just um, that's just the planning yeah that's the last thing i'll say but yeah (laughs) this panel of killer chopping off his arm is so drastic with just the all white background thumbnail hawkins like Yeah. Like, I was saying this in my reaction, and ne- imagine never feeling like, or does he feel pain with his ability? Do we know? I know. Now he it does. Transfers, it transfers the pain. I think he. I think he. He takes the hit. Obviously, and it's shown that he takes the hit. Whether he feels pain, I don't think has been explicitly stated. I don't think we, he feels the pain. We can I assume. Think, I don't that think he does because yeah. it transfers it. Right. So but imagine not feeling pain for arm. your ability for like ten plus years, however yeah. long he's had it, and then all of a sudden you get your fucking arm whole off. arm chopped off. Just yeah. a whole new experience of pain. He's just like, I forgot the pain, um, dude. I I love it because I like I like that like, killer also gets the all white treatment two pages later on sixteen yeah. when they do the spin in Sonic and he cuts down 
Basil Hawkins. It's like double tap plus like um, uh, he like a tarot card. He's upright and reversed. So it has like that oh, two wow. moments where he's attacking Basil Hawkins and he's just like, boom, front side and reversed. Boom, boom. Yeah, both yeah, meanings, cool. double tap. Love um, it. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah I, I liked that so and much. Got... Um, I've got one thing. Do you guys have anything else for One Piece? Um, well, I was just going to say, I saw some kerfuffle online. People kind of upset, like, typical, like, meathead shit, I would call it. Like, where they're like, oh, man, I'm upset about how Big Mom apparently had a bad showing against kid, like, a nerfed kid to this degree. Like, how how could she not take him out when he's got such a big nerf? And it's like... I just don't understand why day. people. I just don't understand why people get upset about this kind of shit. For one, because like, the, like the card says, it's time for the crumbling of the old guard and a new way forward. For one, like this is the story. This is the direction it's been going. We all know this. These fucking young. Like, I swear, they just want the Yonko to just continue to dominate the world and win. Is she having a bad showing against Kid? Or I, I and think secondly, that, that's what I said. Like she's whooping. Feels their like she's ass, dominating. Bro. Yeah, she's literally dominant. Like he's he's just. It, this is a showing of his durability and conviction. Yeah. Not a it, showing of how inadequate or incompetent. That's the thing, yeah. too. I feel like people yeah. still want to look down on these characters as, like, being so weak in comparison to the Yonko when it's been shown that they have been progressing and getting yeah. to this this next level. They're just trying so hard to fit them inside of their, you know, hierarchy of powers. Schema, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, they still... Yeah it's, yeah, it's literally just, like... I've been arguing about who the top 30 strongest characters in One Piece are for like five years. And I had Big Mom this high up on my list. And she's having an issue finishing off Kid, even though he's got nerfs. And it's like, there's a story to be told here. This isn't like a yeah. literal tournament. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a tournament of power. This is a actual story that has more to do, you know. It's about a war. There's more to it than, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, this is... None just, of these just fights let are in them, prime condition. Yeah, I, I don't fucking know, man. It's hard to really articulate exactly how I feel about it, like, off the top of my head. But, like, Big Mom is beating their ass. You yeah, know what I mean? And they're struggling like a motherfucker even then. It's, right. It's, been, it's showing that it's going to take both of them to beat her. Because and is Big Mom even trying as hard as she can? Like, does she even need to? She's having fun. She's yeah. having like, a good we time. Know, she's we got know. a big old grin on her face. She's yeah, chilling. like, Shawn's she's probably chilling. been fucking with her the whole time like he was on page six where he, like, hits her right in her shit with a yeah. counter shock. You know, yeah. and she just takes it and continues, just keeps it pushing. Mm -hmm. They're like, making no progress here. Zeus or yeah. not Laws Zeus. Laws buying time at best. Yeah, these are all, yeah. like, like, we're seeing stopgap measures. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, much. Big Mom is dominating this. So yeah. it's like, what, you and one or two have already just killed them? No, I'm sorry. There's right. a story to tell here. Like, measures work. I'm sorry, right. dude. Like, okay, you want Big Mom to just clap them, and then you're like, ha, Big Mom is as strong as I thought she was, or Big Mom is stronger than I thought she was, and that's better for my point. Whatever, I'm I don't John fucking Cusack know. John Cusack in high fidelity. My top yeah. five's been maintained. You gotta understand, like, no. what moments in One Piece are being used for it's not just mm -hmm. a fucking fighting video game with set yeah. hp bars and set at, you know power scaling for strength durability agility and like all that stuff it's like no man like we're showing kid overcoming like a crazy situation right now yeah. with yonko on his back and his support that can barely keep it together you know it's like, like 
queen, right? Yeah. He's not tough. He's not particularly special, but he's lasted and endured and been front row center for a lot of these fights and stuff. But like, no one's like, oh yeah, queen's the best. Queen's this. It's like, no, he's a good example of what Sanji does not want to be. Right. Yeah. Um, like, and that's his role within the story. Like, people just don't understand One Piece, bro, and they talk so I confidently swear. about it. And it's like, maybe I don't understand One Piece either, but it's like I'm not spending hours and days and weeks of my time arguing about shit like I'm not this. trying to mathematically prove anything. There's like it. so much more going on in One Piece that's so much more interesting than how strong characters are in relation to each other. And I know that they make a big deal about that in One Piece as far as how strong characters are in relation to each other. But for a story mm-hmm. that's trying to do as many things as One Piece that has so many more important facets to it than that, I think they're doing a good enough job inside of the power mm-hmm. scaling <laughs> considering all of that. You know what I mean? It's like you want one-to-one comparisons for your fucking weekly Twitter arguments. It's like, I'm sorry, but like this isn't Kengan Ashura. This isn't fucking Record of Ragnarok. Go read those if you want right. those kind of conversations. Yeah. <clears throat> um, my parting thought is actually about the cover art. Oh yeah, we never um, we didn't even talk about that. Been, that I'm actually really glad you guys did because <laughs> it's nice to save it for this. My bae Bonnie. Talking, we've been talking about hey man, where's Jewelry Bonnie? We think that she's gonna like shrink back Momo. Oh back shit, I didn't even think about that. <clears throat> and like and Oda likes to use um, the cover to kind of hint at what's going on forward. Or just like, you know, it does a lot of side stuff. But he does also like to use it as a foreshadowing element. Like sure. he had a little bit like um, characters that were relied to save for pull before they revealed Rob Lucci kind of making orders for to grab Nico Robin in the background of all this. So like that sure. was foreshadowed. Sure. And then they're like... How are we going to de-age Momo? Oh no, this is such a huge sacrifice. He will never have a childhood. Maybe innocence can persevere the hardships of the world. And that's the real victory of the Wano arc. So maybe Julia Bonnie is going to be in there. I didn't even think about that as potential foreshadowing for Bonnie pulling up to the confrontation. Like, I I have obviously been talking about how, like, if... You know, Shinobu is going to age Momo forward. Yuri Bonnie would be a way to age him back, but I couldn't really think about why she would be there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, I definitely, we have definitely talked about that multiple times, like you said, about the possibility that Jewelry Bonnie could, like, kind of reset that situation. And yeah. showing her in a fucking cover story right now, even though it was a reader request. Just a reader request. Yeah. yeah, but, like, you never know. He like, gets to Oda could. Which ones. Yeah, he gets to choose which one. So it's like, yeah. this is the perfect one right now. If I'm going to have Bonnie pull up a little bit later to, like, reset this situation Within, that like, I created. Two more chapters, maybe. I don't know three. about two more chapters, but, yeah. like, definitely but, like, before the end, the end of the yeah. conflict. Absolutely. Like, if they are going to be like, yo, Momo, we aged you for this specific kind of situation, but it just isn't right to just rob you of all of your years like that. Like, go forward as, like, the new king of the situation as your whole self entirely. You got retainers to, like, build you up, like, remaining retainers, I guess, to build you up until you reach, you know, your coming-of-age kinghood. Let's put you back to eight years old or whatever. Here's Bonnie. I think, yeah. I think it's, it makes sense thematically, though, for his character, for him to have also sacrificed yeah. 20 years yeah, in sure. the way that some of his retainers did and a lot of the followers, you know, yeah. that aren't some of the Akazaya that got teleported in the future. Like, a lot of them sacrificed 20 whole years of their life 
right. in like horrible poverty or destitute or even, you know, watched a lot of their comrades die. So I think thematically it would make sense for him to also sacrifice 20 years in that way. I could see it totally going either way. <clears throat> but Absolutely. I want the kid to have a real win beyond Kaido dying. Sure. Yeah. I just, I, I think that it'd be, it'd be, because like, I feel like his story is such of like loss of innocence and like how can innocence endure a world as corrupt as this right you know so part of me is just like maybe yeah maybe. i'll say this too off topic um but earlier in the arc we saw zoro against the straw man and he was uh he was struggling you know what i'm saying this was before he got enma but he was struggling against hawk and straw man and in this chapter we see fucking killer he beheads the straw man i'll get out of saying? here just wait, hey, don't let my man get Shingetsu and Mangetsu, you know what I'm saying? He's going to get the twin moon blades, killer yeah. going to get, killer going to be out here, boy. Yeah. We're in Wano, he could get the Shinge, Shingetsu and Mangetsu. I love that. That'd be mm -hmm. tight if he got a weapon upgrade. Yeah, that'd be super sick. That's another shout out to Smite, too, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tsukuyomi, <laughs> the god of the moon, uses the Shingetsu and the Mangetsu. Twin and then blades. you also have uh, Shangri-La Frontier, Togetsu, waxing and waning. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Same man. I think that's about all I had for this. Yeah, this One Piece chapter. This yeah, I'm, I'm super good on One Piece. Great conversation, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I think that'll do it. Thank you all so much for watching. If you did, be sure to slap a like on this video. Like I said earlier, it helps a lot. Be sure to subscribe to the channel as well, and you'll get fire weekly content from us reviewing Jump. Be sure to take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, audio listening platforms, whichever you prefer, we're on all of them, as well as links to support the podcast through our Patreon or our online shop. So, with all those words said, this will be another incredible episode of the Project Manga Podcast. Wrapping up, I'm your host, Eagle. I'm Knox. And I'm Mela Yenis. Sarabada. <laughs>